And Neil officially hates me. <laughs> I'm such a hair. As I know this song. I'm such a hair metal guy. Love this shit. I just can't. It's just <laughs> such saccharin. It's so sugar. It's just sugar pop. It's so good. Got I got some a cowbell in the back there. I got a tattoo today. Yeah. Tell me about it. I uh, decided that that wizard on my arm was lame, and so I decided to cover it up. Yeah. And I decided I went I went pretty fucking big. It yeah, that's... Up, um, it takes up my whole upper arm. Yeah, it's going to be a nice start to a sleeve, is yeah. what that's going to be. Yeah. Trying to figure out what I'm going to do on my lower arm, but yeah. Yeah, I think you I should do like together. some Cosmos stuff on the lower arm. Uh, actually, that's I, not a bad idea. I love Cosmos tattoos. Those are one of my favorite things. I wanted to do a mandala. I thought about mm. that for a minute. Mm, yeah. This was supposed to, originally it was going to be a phoenix, but I started looking at pictures and it just just wasn't really feeling the So you're doing the ashes or the bird when you're talking about the phoenix? Well, it was going to be the bird no, like, terrible. rising That was up, a terrible you know? joke. I'm sorry, folks. That was a horrible, horrible joke. No. I just wasn't feeling it. Nobody cares. Know? Yeah. I had a buddy, uh, one of my kids' friends actually drew me a Phoenix, and I, I like it. I'm, I think I'm going to put it on my leg, but I decided to go with this hawk and compass. I really, and I'm, yeah. you know, birds. I didn't, I didn't get any, ta- <laughs> I did not get any tattoos this week. In fact, I haven't gotten any since I was 17 years old. Uh. So. I'm realizing now, I don't know if it's the diabetes or if I'm just fucking old, but God damn, that fucking hurt today. <laughs> oh, it hurt so bad. Like, I uh, have four that's hours. That's a big piece, though, dude. Four, like, four hours in, and I'm like, okay, dude, like, uh, we're done. Yeah. No, so, I can't believe you uh, went four hours. I'm going to give a shout out. This was uh, my one of my friends, Nick Sinwell. Uh, he, uh, he's done two of my tattoos now. Both of them. Are four and a half hour pieces and like stellar both of them pieces he, nick is a i've known nick for a long time too and nick is an artist he's a when solid it, dude when like it, he is well a he's a solid dude. dude and when it comes to like the work that he puts out he's a he's an artist yeah. it's amazing stuff well yeah. i mean that's a that's an original nick sinwell right there hanging on my wall yeah so yeah. i have uh for the i mean because since you guys clearly can't see well we don't have the camera on right, right now <laughs> We should start doing that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, we, get, get yeah a, we need to get a couple cameras. That'd be fun. That yeah. might be more fun. Yeah. Uh, I have a picture on my wall that my buddy drew for me. Uh, it's a picture that I took when my son graduated Marine Corps boot camp. I have, we're a third-generation family. My father was a Marine. I'm a Marine. My son's a Marine. And on my son's graduation, I was there, and I had put up a caption of my son, my brother, my Marine. And he drew it for me, unbidden, just Fucking drew it for me. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a work it, of art too. It's brought amazing. it to my house, and I when I tell you people, I don't cry in front of people, but I absolutely teared up. Like a, he blubbered like a little it, kid. I'm sure it was the nicest thing anybody's <laughs> ever just given me for no yeah. reason. Nick's a straight and up so solid it, dude, it, no doubt. It has a place of honor on my uh, on my marine display on my wall. Yeah, yeah, he. Um, Yes, if you're ever looking for any ink work, I would say look oh, him up. Oh, fully inked. I, it's it's in Hampton. So yep. I mean, it is kind of a drive to get there, yep. but he does some solid work. His lines are crisp, his uh design choices are amazing, and he's got an eye for color. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's 
Yeah, he's like he, I said, he's he, an artist. I think he I've said me, that 17 times. He helped now. me pick the color palette out for the draft. I knew like kind of basically what color I wanted, but he mm-hmm. helped me refine yeah. it. The only thing I was for certain was that the eye was going to be green, and that was yeah. the only green I wanted on it, just that eye. Yeah, but yeah, it it, it worked. But, so since we're in the pregame, I'll go ahead and do this now. Hi. I'm not apologizing. I, w- I want to get this out right now. I'm going to say something, and it's not an apology or a retraction. We should probably start off with, "Hey, welcome to the pregame. I'm Nick. That's Neil." <laughs> This sure. is two drink minimum. Or we are it? just getting started here. Maybe I've been body snatched. First, before you get too crazy into your story, you want to share with everybody what your drink of choice is tonight. Uh, bullet bourbon and Coke Ooh, Zero. That is delightful. So I am rocking the... It's the, uh, it's the, uh, the barrel strength bullet. Oh, so you got the good stuff. Yeah. Yum. What, what is it they say? This has got this has got 60 horsepower. I like bullet bourbon. It's 120, it's good. 120 proof bourbon. Yep. Like this is like, uh this will do it. This will put you down. I really like bullet. I really like 1792. It's got a good spice yeah. to it. Yep. Like it, yeah. it's got a good spice back mm-hmm. to it. Yep. I like that one. I like 1792. I like um oh, there was one other one that we, did, did we I ever, used to drink. Did I ever tell bit. you that I met the guy that owns Woodford Reserve? Oh no. Huh. Yeah, uh, when I was doing that overnight that went down to Kentucky. Uh, right when COVID started, people could still go to the restaurants, but people, most people were not doing anything. Right. I went to a, uh, what was it? It was a Lone Star, I believe, a steakhouse. And There's still Lone Stars around? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. No. It, what's what's that one? By the way, I'm drinking Corona Extras, no lime, straight up. What's that one that's over on San Martin? It's not Lone Star. It's uh, On San Martin? Lone, that's uh, Longhorn. Longhorn. That's yes, where I was. That's Longhorn. pretty good stuff. It yeah. is. It is. They have, mm-hmm. they have great meat. Um, but I was at this Delicious Longhorn. Meat. And, uh, he just loves meat just in his loves mouth. slapping it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I sat at the bar, and I ordered my dinner, and I was just eating it by myself. And it was just, there was only like five people in there. And the bartender was talking to this very, what I would consider a genteel southern man. Oh. Like, like masculine, but still effeminate. You know what I mean? Like, like demure, but still obviously a man. Correct. And yep. Sitting there, and I, I ordered. I was like, "Well, I'm in Bourbon Country. It's it's Louisville, Kentucky, and or Lexington. No, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. No, Lexington, Kentucky. I was in Lexington. Yeah, I'm sure. sorry, my Whichever. route went through Louisville to Lexington. Doesn't matter. So I'm sitting there. I'm I'm, I'm in Bourbon Country. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, ma'am? Why don't you pour me, pour me some bullet? And so she got me a nice little glass, and I was sipping on that with my steak. And the guy looks over. He's like, so so, do you like bourbon? I was like. <laughs> Yes, sir. And I'm from the South, so I under, I picked him up right away. I was like, right. yes, sir, I, I do enjoy bourbon mm-hmm. every now and again. So have you ever had Woodford Reserve? Mm. And I was like, no, I don't think I have. And he's like, Sheila, get my bottle. Oh, he had his own yeah. bottle. He had his own bottle. <laughs> so she reaches the under the bar yeah. and pulls up this bottle. And he's like, he says, go ahead and pour this gentleman a little bit of that bourbon. Mm. And so I did, I took it and I sipped it and I was like, this is really smooth. I really like this. And mm-hmm. he goes, and he starts telling me the story. He's like the third generation owner of Woodford Reserve. Like that's really crazy. Sitting at the bar at the long at the Longhorn. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Holy cow. We we sat and talked for a little bit, and I was like, well, I, they have uh, one thing I've always wanted to do, and I would love to get some guys together and 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 make a weekend of it. Is to go down and, and tour the distilleries, all the uh, bourbon distilleries down that row. Yeah, we got uh, seven Wild Rose, Bullet, Woodford Reserve. Uh, Elijah Craig was the other one that Buffalo I was Trace. Of. Buffalo Trace. Elijah, yep. like they're, they're Elijah all, Craig is delicious. They're too. all right on this yeah. one strip of highway, and I would love to just take a weekend and go down there and just sample 
go we, to the, go to the brewery. You and I are due. You and I are due for. I a wanted road to go trip, to Vegas man. this month, and it just didn't pan ah, out because it's been anything, crazy yeah. this month. Yep. But uh, we do need to get together and do something. But back to my original thing. I yeah. I listened to last week's podcast and. I realized which that one it, the the the, the, the actual, actual podcast, the actual yeah, episode okay. not the deep. I, I realized that when we were talking about uh, uh, equality amongst the sexes, I kind of sounded like a dick. Well, I think you come off that way most of the time, guys. So, <laughs> well, what I wanted to clarify was I've always been equal opportunity. I, I love the fact that as a human being, you should have the opportunity to try to do whatever it is you want to do. Absolutely, whether you can do it or not. That's just to be seen, but you should have the opportunity to try. What my gripe was about about most of those things was that we live in an age now where feminism equals man is evil. And I'm I'm really tired of being vilified just because I had the luck, unluck, to be born with a penis. You know, and it seems like 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 in the fifties. Feminism was I, I absolutely, you know, women were treated like dirt. You know, they, no, they were no, paid right. dirt yep. cheap. They were they were yep. harassed. I, I loved the feminist movement of the early of the late fifties, early sixties. I thought that was fantastic. But feminism now, it just seems that I, I'm I'm. You know what? There are things that I can do that most women can't do. And it's it's nothing to do with their desire to do it. It's all about the physicality of it or just the fact that I can do it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that I, I've been thinking about this point since you started this. I, I think feminism today Fuck is not I, feminism today is nothing about women empowerment. It's not it, it's not about. No, um, it's just, equality. It's, it's none of just those things. Shoving it's, men down, and, it, being and here's on top the of reason them. why that I really feel Which, this way about it. And I think here's it's the a, most sexist thing I'm going to say: women can be on top of me. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Getting so back lonely. to the to the subject here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his mind's at yeah, um, yeah, always. I think that it's it's so upside down when guys like you and me are the ones that are championing women's sports and women's activities oh, yeah. to not Absolutely. be taken over by biological males. Absolutely. I'm did you, sorry. Did you see but, the, uh, that, uh, what, which, uh, which Miss Universe pageant was it? No, it was, um, it was overseas, right? It, uh, I can't, Scandinavia? I, can, I can look it up. Was but, it Scandinavian? But it was, it was, I love the fact that a dude won. It's like, it's like women, I think it's women, horrifying. women fought so hard to have their own space so they can compete in their own things. And then now because of this whole, th- like, like men are now taking over women's spaces again to, to put it to point and to you, be a feminist, to be a feminist and to be on brand feminist, you have to support men that say they're women. That's today's the, feminism. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's guys Yesterday's like you feminism. And, absolutely. No, not. absolutely not. Absolutely guys like, not. Guys like you and me are the ones that are saying, hold on a minute. Men should be not be in women's sports. I don't care if they say they should not be in women's spaces woman. at all. I agree. hundred percent. It's, it's crazy to me that the feminists now are saying, oh yeah, if you say you're a woman, you're a woman. But then, but then, any woman the, that the comes out, that, any woman that comes out and sa- stands against it, is immediately vilified, vilified and by destroyed. their own kind. Yeah, by their own kind. Yes, it's yep. it's it. I love it 
when the left that's how far it's itself but that's how far feminism has fallen feminism is not the feminism that you and no. i grew up with that the i support one, isn't the same 100 thing as it was. fucking percent like the feminism that you and i grew up with like my mom was a feminist and she just wanted to be on the same footing as the men around exactly her. that was the only thing that she wanted you know and I think that goes for everybody. Race, race, sex, creed. I don't oh, give a shit, man. Like I don't give a shit. I get we kind should of fired all... up about that because it is some major bullshit that these guys so, are going into these sports and taking spots away from women that have worked their entire life to get to that level. And it's being poli- fuck all of those guys. They need to be kicked out. And of it's being all politicized because people are looking for votes because that's the fucking trend right now. That's the trend. But if, but it's it's starting to turn. I'm seeing a lot more um, fringe. Obviously, it's on the fringe so far. But I'm seeing a lot more of this. We've had we've had enough. We've had of this enough. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I'm I'm told that I can't use my thoughts to them, but they can force their thoughts onto me, and that is absolute bullshit. Well, I hope that I will not be told how to think or feel about anything. I think I hope that there's two things that this podcast is always. And that is drunken idiots. Well, I mean, okay, (laughs) okay, three, (laughs) okay, three. Um, The second thing being is that we're going to try to land on the side that brings out humanity in the in the best possible way, right? Like I have said it a million times: personal accountability, yes, and fiscal responsibility. That is always where I'm yes. going to land, and this lands completely in physical or in personal response or accountability. You know, what I mean, I don't even understand honestly. And this this I, is my true feelings as a man. As a man, I don't know how these men feel good. I can't, man. Like, about taking away because they want to be seen. <sighs> they need to be heard. Their voice is more important than the actual women that they're taking it from. So. I race radio control cars for bowling trophies, right? You know this. You've been to a race with me. You know how involved. I'm still waiting for when you win a race to turn around and be like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I'm Nick Williams, Chew Big Red, or fuck you. I'm telling you right now that when I race against anybody else that's out there, I want them to be on the top of their game. Like yeah, exactly, If I'm going exactly. to race against someone and have the possibility of beating them, I don't want to beat them because they were struggling or because they were inferior. I want to beat them because they were at their best and I was at my best. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it shook out. These guys that are going into these women's sports are just doing it for the fame and the ego. Like, did, did you but see that's the, all it's about, Did man. you see the guy in the UFC that was almost killing women? Yes. Like, yes. like brutally beating them because they can't stack up to the... The way muscle was that the UFC. I can't believe that Dana White would have had well MMA, whatever, whatever MMA. It was some sort of or something like that. I don't know. I can look it up, but you know, I know what you're talking about. This guy is literally like, like this is what people don't understand. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Dana. We didn't. When when you are a fully grown man, even if you start on hormones and you're and you're not taking testosterone, your muscles are still grouped differently. Your your muscle mass is better. Right? Your muscle mass is better. Your your skeletal mass is also exactly women's muscles are meant for stamina. Men's muscles are meant for explosion. Right. So a woman can punch me fourteen million times and all I need is two. Right. She's not getting tired though. Fourteen million she's not getting tired. Their stamina is insane. But men's men's muscles are grouped to be because we're hunters. We right. have to be able to run, go from a standstill yeah. to run and kill. Yeah. So you have to be explosive in your strength. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's not even a contest when he fights these women. It's not even a contest. That's what at, I don't understand, how they're okay with him doing this. And he's, he's, there was one girl, he broke her fucking skull. Yes, I know. And it was still illegal, like, like he wasn't removed. I'm like, this is not right. You know, I, it, I don't like the runners and the swimmers. Like, to me, that's just people who failed and got a second chance. And maybe it's not. Maybe, they, maybe they're transitioning to being a woman and they, they still want to do their sport. I mean, okay, but still, you're, you have an unfair advantage because your body is bigger. You have more the- pull. More When you're swimming, your arms are longer. It's all about swim. You know, it, it, it makes no sense to me. I think it's so much simpler than that. It's, it's literally these biological females have worked all of their life to be where to they have an opportunity to, to have the opportunity to be able to compete at the highest level of their sports. And you who were, I'm just going to use a swimmer, not even in the top 200, Leah Thomas. No, yeah, no, not even in the male side. Close. Decided to come over and what place second at the first major or I think he's broken record. Yeah. She's bro- whatever yeah. you want to call female record. It. Yep. Female record, female record, which should have an asterisk next to it. Listen, that all you're doing is taking away that spot from someone there was who, a girl who there's a girl should who lost, have it and has worked all of their life. There's to a girl have who that. lost out on scholarships because yes, of it. Yes, I know. That that in that's the thing that infuriates me because she I have daughters. She lost out on a scholarship because a dude took her shit. I have daughters and I'm telling you right now that is the biggest form of discrimination that there possibly it is. can be. It is. is l- allowing transitioning male athletes to compete with females that should not it, it just should be allowed. not happen it, now if if you think that you're a girl and you want to live your life as a girl Absolutely, do you it. go ahead and live your do life it. as a girl but those sports should be about what you are biologically if a competition is going to be pure yes. then you should be competing against your peers yeah and they are not their peers yeah. absolutely not absolutely they're not. just not their peers I, it just it just well, makes or the, me- the, the 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 weightlifting woman who goes in powerlifting and is easily lifting two, 300 pounds more than the closest competitor. Yeah. Like, yeah. How is that fair? I, I mean, it's, it's fucking hard enough out and there I, I as a human it. being competing with each other, like to then have to, to have a disadvantage. We've lost in out. the places that you're supposed to be competing with other people like you. We have lost out on so much work that all these early pioneers did in all these fields. And we're going fucking backwards. I just, in the name of progress. That's what kills me. They're calling this progress. I know. I know. I know. We're progressive. (sighs) Like, no, you're regressive. You're going backwards. You're, you're putting labels like, like multiple labels to, to divide yourself in even smaller fucking groups. Yeah. We're, we're fucking human beings. We're all the same fucking thing. Our DNA, if, if you pull a DNA strand of mine and a DNA strand of yours, they're fucking identical. Yeah, except pull, for a few small markers, right? If you right? pull a fucking, from an African-American, just looking at it, you can't fucking tell the difference. No, no. If I pull my kidney out and one of their kidneys, they look the fucking same. I know. They're literally, I, I said this the last time when we were talking, because of where our fucking ancestors lived. Yeah. And now we're dividing ourselves because of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're not multiple races. We are one fucking species. One fucking race. We are one energy. We are but one breath. I, I just, I, I, 
if that has to, you know, maybe that's our theme. <laughs> maybe that's our theme this week. We are one, man. I'm yeah. tired of I'm tired yeah. of being told that that I have to place a, a group above me or below me. Yeah. I'm tired of being being having to, to cater to anybody. Can, like can I don't just, have to fucking cater to anyone can, but me. Can we just eliminate the groups? Because the real answer to all of it is individualism, right? You know, fuck to it. Be, yeah, put me on the ballot. I'll run. Yeah, fuck it. For you for you to be you and for everyone else around you to allow you to be you, that is the greatest form of, of love, number one. To allow your fellow man to be the person that they are yes. is the greatest form of love. Absolutely. And number two, it's the greatest form of freedom as well. Like if, if, you, if you love freedom and, and that's where you want to default to is that you want to live a life Dude, that is free. Do you realize every week, every week we have said that being yourself is the paramount? It's paramount. Individualism, being, being rugged individualism is the path to freedom. Identifying identifying us as the same, but still being your own individual. Yes. And I don't know why people don't get that shit, man. It blows my mind that that is something that not everyone understands. I just I just can't. It's so hard for me to fathom that that people would rather be divided into these groups. They, and pr- they and proud to be. Proud Happy to be. To yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. And and hold on. So I'm I'm your heritage, where you came from, you should be able to celebrate that. And you shouldn't have to wait for a month to do it. You should be no. able to celebrate that whenever you want. You know, your heritage is yours, right? I, you know what? I got told once that um, I don't have heritage because I'm white. <sighs> now, I literally got told that because I was like, I, it wasn't that I was like oh, proud to be white moment, but I was like, you know, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how there's Asian pride and black pride and, 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 you know, all these other subsets get pride. But I can't if I say white pride, it's it's so I don't I don't say it because I'm not a Nazi. I'm not a fascist. No. And I don't want to be associated with it. But why can't I be proud of who I am, where I'm from, where well, my family? I think from. you should be every day of your life. You well, should th- be this proud is, of this where is you the thing. From. And this is the thing I think most people most people think like this, I, I hope, is that I my heritage is that of an American. Yes. I was born here. I lived here. My family comes from all over Europe. I have ties to France, Britain, Scot- Scotland, Ireland, Germany, a lot of German. But I don't know any of that. So I celebrate my, my american My american <laughs> Your Americanism. I, 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 I revel in it. I love being an American. I absolutely Same. love yeah. this place. Yeah, most of my family's uh, German. I got a little bit of French. No, you look German. Yeah, I'm very, German. very German. Williams, come <laughs> on. <laughs> my uh, apparently, my last name is Dutzman, and uh, when when my family emigrated, they changed it. They Dutchified it ah. because my our last name was Deutschman. Deutschman. But this is like around the World War One, pre World War Two. People were still pretty pissed off about the Germans, so yeah, yeah. they were like, "We're going to soften your name and make it sound more Dutch." There's a lot German. of people's last names that just got changed because census yeah. people didn't know how to spell. Well, not right? only that, but like I said, you know, when you're coming from a war torn country, you know, a lot of Americans are xenophobic, and at right. least back then, I mean, yeah. they still are. They still are. Look, look, look at people down in the southern states. Like, yeah. no one, no Mexicans around here. You know, we're xenophobe by by almost by design, like like because when we came here, and that's the whole point of this conversation is that it's absolutely fucking it's it, asinine. It's it's so stupid. <laughs> I just 
but, but how ignorant but do you have to be? Since since as a nation we're so xenophobic, they would change names so that you wouldn't be instantly outed. You yeah, know, that's so sad to me. That's that's just so sad to me. Boy, this is a good pregame. God damn. Yeah, we're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to pat ourselves in the background, right? Or anything like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, just that subject just gets me so fired up. It does, it man. Does. Because having I, daughters and understanding like the struggles that they have oh as human God. beings to start with, and then to disadvantage them like that even more, like ah. Did you know when I was growing up in the South? Me. Okay, so I grew up. I don't associate people's ability or knowledge or anything to the skin color. I, I skin color to me is always secondary. I mean, I have a lot of a very intuitive intelligent friends that are not white yeah of course and i know a lot of really of course you do i know a lot of really dumb fucking white people yeah so of course it, it has do. nothing to do with no, skin color of course it no but i got told i got told when i i was explaining to someone that i don't recognize their skin color that i that was me being racist i'm like i thought if i recognized skin color that would make me racist can how can i still be racist if i'm treating you the same because i don't give a fuck what color you are but no, I was I was literally told that uh, that is racist to not mm. not to see the to color not, to not see their color. Oh. I'm like, so you're you're damned if you do, and you're fucking damned if you don't. Which is why I just I, as I've gotten older, I've just decided that all I can do is what I'm gonna fucking do. Yeah. Just be you, dude. And yeah. I, I, I don't try to make people happy anymore. I don't try to, because that's another thing I've learned. I can't fucking make anyone happy. No, that's their choice. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. Not your, it's so not I don't yours. try. That's your thing to do to someone. You know, I'm, right? when I'm at work, I do my job, and I do it well. I do it to the letter, and sometimes I'll go beyond. I'm not afraid of going beyond. Well, I'm the same way. You know, and, yeah. and when it comes to family and friends, like for you, I would absolutely go above and beyond whatever was required of me to be your friend. I absolutely. You get a fist bump above, for that, bro. Above and beyond, you, man. without a question. Yep, same. And I do that for most mm. anybody. There are very few people in this world that I don't get along with. And all of those are because of personal choices. Sure. It has nothing to do sure. with what they're capable of doing or what their fucking skin color is or what their sexuality is or what God they believe in. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Nah. No way, I, man. I look, I look at our interaction together, and yeah. if I don't fucking like you because of our interactions, that is what I base it on. I mean... And solely that. You can usually tell if somebody's a decent person or not by interacting with them I'm actually a pretty a good while. read on people. Yeah. I've, 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 I'm hardly ever wrong. At work, there's only been two. Out of how many drivers do we have now? 200 fucking drivers? God, it's tough. There's only like two. That I ever actually literally had literally problems drink. with. Oh fuck! We <laughs> <laughs> still on that shit. I was thinking about that earlier. I, I was like, I'm gonna wait for him to say literally and be like, drink. Because I, <laughs> I don't see people on their face value. I, I never have. I, you can't. I think when you first meet because somebody, you got to take them at face value. But then after you have some time with them, you, you get an opinion, and everybody does it, right? You know what? This is almost, I'm almost afraid to say this, but Nick Sinwell, the guy that did my tattoo. Sure. When he first met me at work, he thought I was the biggest fucking asshole in the world. Nick, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> when we started our soft, when we started our first softball league, yeah. he, found, he found out I was on the team. He's like, really? That fucking guy? Ah, fuck. But then we rode together and he realized that it's not that I'm a dick. I just, I'm not here to cater to people. Right. And I'm not afraid to tell them that I'm not here to cater to them. And so he, be he began to see that it's not so much I'm an asshole. 
I just, I have enough respect for someone to fucking tell them to their face. I, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that you've got a, a limited amount of energy and that at some point you have to either, you know, cut off the frill or... Exactly. You know, I or just be depleted every freaking day. I don't day, waste that you know? energy where it's not I know the type of person you are, right? Like, you, you, you expend energy, you know, like type, type A'ers out there, like, they gain energy from human interaction. People like you and me have always been drained by oh, human interaction, absolutely. right? Unless it's very specific I, I types. I rarely get back what I give out. Right, yeah. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are either one of those types, right? Or a mix of mix of the two. But, you know, some, sometimes you just have to make that choice, right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know you, so you don't get, you don't get any of my energy. Turn, turn the lights. Yeah. Alexa, do your work. It's starting to be nice. a fucking cave There it there. is. You know, I fought that for so long. I never wanted an Alexa in my yeah, house. Yeah, me because, too. And then I've got like five of them now. Right. So. Well, because I never wanted my FBI guy to know everything. I only wanted him to know when I was on the phone. I didn't want him to know everything. I don't want him to know what my O sound is. I tell you is. what, when Jess, when Jess put these in the house, I'm like, ah, shit. You know what? This is, I fucking yeah, use it. I don't give a I like shit. It. It's pretty nice. I know she listens because you see her light change sometimes when you're talking. And you're like, stop fucking listening to me. What are you, what are you talking about, Neil? Oh. What are you talking about? Look, she's listening right now. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like, hey, guys, what are you saying over there? Hey, Alexa, talk dirty to me. Oh, God. Ah, oh, you suck. She gives me the definition of dirt. I mean, I guess she's talking dirty. I guess I well, she did exactly she what I told like, her to. Definition, dirt, you. She's still going. Alexa. Stop. Yeah, she's still going. Yeah, she, she's got stamina. Like I'm, I'm waiting for one day because uh, there are two alarms set on her that they go off every fucking night, and then yeah. I'm just like, Alexa, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm just waiting for her to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> but enough of your Get shit. Get out of here. I'm just yeah. doing what you asked me to I'm do. I'm deactivating. I'm done with your ass. Uh, so what else you do this week? Anything fun? You worked, then you worked. Yeah, you know, I was. I wanted to do some fun, but I, I like Wednesday. I had the day off. Yep. I love it. I, I requested the day off because we have a list for the drivers to take days off during the summer. And I signed up for them and I'm doing shuttles. That doesn't make me a route driver. Should be able to I'm take whatever you want, right? Well, Jim, pretty close. The, the, the night supervisor comes up. He goes, uh, aren't you like a shuttle driver right now? I'm like, for right now. He goes, well, these are for route drivers. I'm like, you know what? The list is there. The days are open. I signed up for them. Yeah. And I got them. And you got him. Well, yeah. <laughs> so this was a, this Wednesday was an unplanned day, so I didn't uh-huh. have anything going on. So I was supposed to go play golf, but then it fucking rained first thing in the Ain't morning. Ain't that some so. shit, right? And then they wanted me to go today, but I had other things. I going took today on. off. I was like, "F it." Done. Oh, by the way, it's Friday. We usually record oh, on Saturdays. Oh, yeah, we usually record on Saturdays. But I'm racing toy cars or bowling uh, trophies this weekend. So. There's some um, otherwise engagements happening. Yeah. Not me, though, because I have no life. I'm going to be at Crash and Bash Hobbies in Cedar Rapids for most of the day tomorrow, racing radio control cars and having a blast. Mm, fuck it. Maybe when I'm done getting my tattoo worked on, maybe I'll head down there. Come on down, Dan. Man, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah be I fun. I literally have nothing else going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be racing. This is my life, people. I podcast, and then I fucking <laughs> sit in my house. <laughs> it's pretty steamy in there, though. They got they got no air conditioning, so it's uh, Ooh, it, was 80, it was 86 in, in there today when we were there practicing, so... Tons of grip on the track, but oof, boy, no, I, uh, tons of grip on my forehead, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the one thing I love about my job is it affords me a lot of time to think 
actually had a therapist uh, not that long ago. Yes, people, I do enjoy therapy. In fact, you know what? Let me take this moment to tell anybody, if you think you need help, get help. Even if you don't think you need it, go. Take a therapy session twice. Just go to a place where you can say whatever you want to say, and you will be surprised at the things you will say and the things you'll learn about yourself. Therapy is amazing. I will never not tell someone to see, even if you don't think you need to, just go talk to someone. Just talk to people. Yeah. Just someone that's not there to judge um, you, someone that's not there to tell you the answer. A good therapist will not tell you what to do. A good therapist asks you questions to lead you naturally to find your own answers. And it's it's so amazing to have that kind of clarity. And, but And I, don't be afraid to be open don't be afraid to be yeah no you know i I hate hearing safe space but that's literally listen i mean sometimes that's that's legitimately you have to open (laughs) yourself up and say things that you would not say to someone else when you're in therapy and honestly like i'm really thankful for our friendship because i feel like i can say anything to you and i know you can say anything to me that dive we did last week was very therapeutic i mean i told you at the very end like i said something that i didn't even know i felt until i said it yeah crazy and it was profound to me yeah. Maybe not to anybody else that listened, but to me it was. That's kind of it why the, the podcast kind of went, oh, we're done. Yeah. Right at the end because it, it, that was some big really, stuff. Yeah. It really shook me when yeah. I said that out loud that I yeah. was broken. I never thought that I was. I yeah. thought that I was keeping it all together, and I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I am I am shattered right like, now. Especially, and, you know, we were talking about females earlier, but, you know, especially with males, man, like you've, you've got to have someone. I'm, that you can open up to and that you can be vulnerable with and that you can, that you can tell them the truth that you're not willing to say to anybody else. Like and anybody who's seen my Facebook knows that I'm the first one to say that it's okay yeah. as a man to yeah. look at another man and say, I love you. Yeah. There's yep. nothing wrong with I tell it. you that shit all the time. Exactly. I do love you, man. And, and you know? I, I, I've always hated the, for lack of a better word, I've always hated the homophobics that come out like, ah, fuck well, those man, guys. you can't see that. Like, no, dude, I do love you. I love like, you. No homo. Shut up. Exactly. God damn it. Just be but, real. But, like, but fucking, the we're fact, human beings and we deserve love just like everybody else does. The fact that does. as men, we're expected, you know, you know, everyone says that they want the, the emotional man, but they don't. Nobody wants you to be that emotional because once you are, you're weak and you're ineffective. But then if you're too toxic and you keep it all in, then then I can't be with you because you yeah, don't share. You, just, you don't share. Like, you're not vulnerable no, with me. Right? This, this is this is my life. When I say I'm fucked if I do and I'm fucked if I don't, this is literally, fuck me. This is my life. <laughs> That's fucking bourbon. Every time, every time you turn around. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if I make a decision one way, I'm fucked in that way. If I make the decision the other way, I'm fucked there too. Yeah. I think we've got some really interesting perspectives that maybe we could do in the, in the real show here after we get through the pregame. As far as... You know, it wouldn't be a bad one tonight to talk about just our experiences being men and, That's and the, some of the shit that we've been through. And I know there's a lot of male listeners on this podcast because I look at the analytics. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, are um, we sure they're all men? Uh, they... Well, not all of them. No, there's quite a few females. That have been I don't ask what lately. people Hello. Oh, by the way, I think we hit 130 listens nice. just the other day. So um, we've reached over 70 people on Spotify alone with this little podcast. That's insane so to me. I really thought we would top out at like six. We are, we are incredibly thankful for everyone that yeah, if comes and if listens you're listening to this, to this thing, like, and you're still in on it. Like fucking God, you yeah. guys rock, man. Yeah. We love you guys. Like so. I was, I started this for us, but I mean, if you guys are going to keep listening, I will keep fucking rambling my drunk ass through 
very sensitive subjects and make an ass of myself. Ah, shit. Let's just close the pregame up. I got to pee anyway. So. We'll be back in a minute. Bye. I was going to clean my room until I got high. Twenty-seven million is a lot of fucking money. Are you gonna spend that in a year? No. I'd like to try. I mean, there's not enough hookers and blow in the world. <laughs> I would die before I got that much cocaine inside me. I mean, I, I bet you could, you know. Maybe if I lined it up on like, if you lined up like 300 women, I just dumped a line on each of their asses and just snorted it. Hey, look up fine looking dudes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm still gonna snort it. <laughs> oh, God, I miss Biggie. Rest in peace, Biggie Small. <sighs> you know what? I was never actually a big Biggie fan. I always was. I, I always I, thought Biggie was the best, yeah. You know? There's something about. I, I know that his raps were. Like, very organic. And you know, like, like yeah, he was he was a like, generational I, talent. Like the the yeah. flow always fucked me up because it's never a steady flow, you know. But then, it, you know, on the other side, I was not a Tupac fan either, which is really crazy because most people are either Tupac or Biggie. Have no, I'm, glad baby. I'm glad they're bu- baby. Oh. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I do enjoy some good. I love anybody who knows me knows that I fucking I love rap like good. It's, it, it, like it, like there's so much that goes into it. It can't just be the good flow. I was like, waiting to see where you gotta you're gonna have go the with beat. that. Yeah. You got to have the beat. You got to have the flow. And it's got to not be relevant, but it, it's I think rap has evolved so much. I think since like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, which well, the sure, Furious, yeah, the Furious, they're the Furious, Grandmaster Five, and fucking Grandmaster, bourbon. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, when they Furious. came out, you know, like they were telling, like honestly, uh, sometimes I think rap might be one of the most authentic forms of music because sure. every rapper is, I don't know that every one of them is, but I think I've always had this theory. Biggie always that seen the, ladies the ones, tonight that should be having his babies. I, I think that people always identify with the music that they know is authentic. Sure. You know, any teenage girl can listen to Britney Spears. And, well, I guess it's not Britney Spears anymore. <laughs> Whoever it's it is. It's still now. Britney, right? It's Britney, like, bitch. Britney, but, bitch. You know, I mean, but pop, what I'm saying pop, is, you know, bitch. like pop music, I don't really put too much stock in because it's, it's all formulaic. Like right. there's, there's a formula to pop music, so I don't count that. Well, in... There's but when, very few singer-songwriters in pop music, exactly. too. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing. Like, most of the music I listen to, the person who's singing it... Songwriter. Or someone well. in the mm-hmm. band... Right. ...wrote that song. Right. Wrote the music. Wrote the lyrics. It's a personal thing. Well, that's... When you hear Maynard James Keenan sing on I was just going to mention that I've been on a tool kick for a while if now. If you listen yeah. to... On, on the album 10,000 Days, mm. the song is about his mother dying. 
And he is not a religious person. But he goes into, she was. And it's, it's this, you can feel the anger at God. The, the, the audacity that this man would take my mother. Yeah. And then on the flip side, on his band, Perfect Circle, the song Judith, he's pissed at his mom. Like, why are you still believing in this God that did this to you? You say that God has a plan and God does everything. So God did this. She, she had a stroke and she was in a wheelchair for 27 years. That's what the 10,000 days, mm. that's what that means. Sure. Roughly 10,000 days she was, she was stuck in that wheelchair, burning because of, of what was wrong with her. And, and, and Judith, he's, he's, you can feel that fucking anger. Like, why do you still believe in this God that would do this to you? And it's not that I like, appreciate the message. I appreciate the emotion. You can feel it come through the music and most rap the the men who write and women who I mean, write those they're writing those from their own personal experiences so it's it's not so much telling a story it's telling their story is that what WAP is all about <laughs> wet ass pussy <laughs> as soon as you now said there, it was about there, men and women telling their story I was like god damn it there is always going to be sensationalist music but you know, like like when I used to listen to NWA, I am oh, a huge yeah. NWA fan. Sure, of course. And Who isn't? I mean, it's not because I identify with the plight of the African American <laughs> in South Central LA in as, Compton. A, as a yeah. middle aged white man, but <laughs> I identify with the authenticity of what they're saying, the fear of the police, the 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 gangs, because there's nothing else. Well, they rapped about the only thing that, exactly. that they knew, right? Exactly. Like, and it was life. I, that was what life was for them. I even equate yeah. it to the folk singers of the '70s. Sure, of course. You know those those people were telling stories with their words. It Listen. wasn't just it wasn't just platitudes and 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 I love you, baby. It was some of the best some of the best songs, in my opinion, were some of the anti-war songs that came out in the early '70s, yeah. late '60s. Yeah, those were amazing songs. Because they had messages. They were pissed off. Yeah. And they weren't afraid to tell. But they told the people in a way that people can just enjoy it. They can just absorb it. The one thing that every creator has in common is that they are are living their life usually to the fullest of their ability. Right? Like they are are a a unique, eccentric individual. Right? Because it's one of the things that that I've, I've... I don't know that I've talked about on this podcast. It's one of the, the concepts, I guess, in life is that most people can take things from like one to five or five, you know, one to ten. Like they can take an idea and run with it and make it something yeah. great. But there's very few people in this population that can go from zero to one. Yeah. To create yeah. something new. Because something we're relevant so afraid. and something beautiful. And this this stems into what we said we were gonna talk about. We're so afraid. Of recognizing our own fucking faults. We've been taught our since grade problems. school that we're all in our certain groups and that we need to stay in our lanes to and me, not be the, the the individual that we have always meant to be. To me, true art comes from tragedy. True art comes from a place of pain. Bliss can be painful. Sure. Joy can be painful. But I think, you know, you look back on some of the art pieces of the world and, and when you find out about the artists themselves, like, like Van Gogh, Van Gogh is a tortured man and his paintings are insane. You know, f- uh, fucking 
I can't. <laughs> most of most of the most of the art I identify with is music. Sure. I mean, honestly, and and in the '90s, I fell into a band called Alice in Chains. Of course. Um, one of the first albums I listened to was Dirt. And after I listened to it, and I I was completely swamped by it. It, it blew me the fuck away. Yeah. And I real I found out later that it was it was the whole thing was a translation of a of a, a heroin trip. Oh, wow. It was Lane Staley dictating his own heroin trip. And when you listen to it, knowing that it makes it so much darker and sure. so much more visceral, and you just it takes you in further. Once I know that I'm listening to somebody's true story, I can become more absorbed in what they're trying to portray. Yeah. Whether whether it's whether it's visual art, music, look at some of Christopher Nolan's movies. Movies are art. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan can pull you in to a movie because he understands the human condition. Anybody can put a fucking paint up a drawing on a picture and call it art, but that doesn't to me, art has to be appreciated. It can't just be something you do. It has yeah. to be something that is accepted. I, I love the the artists that are out there that can take a part of themselves and put it onto a canvas and just say, "Here, everybody, this, this is, is this me. is me," and and, and open themselves up for ju- not only judgment but but acceptance. Like it's so, it has to be so unreal to put that much of your life into a piece of work. I don't know if and then, is. my dog is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, I just think that it, it it just blows my mind that some people can can take something as personal as a feeling or or an experience that they've had and they can they can take that and put it onto a canvas or put it into a song or they can put it into whatever artistry that they decide to use and that the vulnerability and God, the strength of those types of people, like it, it is my, it is mind blowing. You just to me. nailed it right there when you said vulnerability. And earlier when we were talking about men and our feelings, that's, that's the thing We're we're made to feel like we can't be vulnerable. Yeah. How many times as a kid were you told to stiffen that upper lip? Yeah. Don't cry. Don't cry. I'll give myself doing that to my own kids. I do too. And I I instantly regret it. It was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible idea. I think at the time it was apropos. It fit. Well, I don't know if, if this was more of a thing when you were a younger father, because I know it was for me, I just didn't know better. Right. Like I, I had not experienced enough life yet to understand saying something like, you need to toughen up. So I will say this is going to be a negative thing for them. I was raised rough. So was I. I was because raised in a very like older house, older style of of parenting mm-hmm. household, right? Like my, my dad was fifty two when I was born, so he was a World War Two or World War Two vet. Yeah, um, he was drafted crazy. into World that's War Two. Yeah, <laughs> he was drafted into World War Two. So the values and the ways that they raised me were very nineteen forties type yeah. adults. Like that's, yeah. Like, my my dad was a yeah, Vietnam very vet. strict. Um, for those of you who don't know, my, my dad is not my biological father. He met my mom and me when I was six months old. But my dad, so that means my dad, my dad met my mom when she was 20, so he was 23. Sure. You know, but he was raised in a very strict, you know, my grandfather was in the Korean War. 
Yeah. And so, you know, those and those and, 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 and it did. Yeah, pass dad down. served dad served for 25 years. So he served through 45, 46, the World War Two. So end of 45, I guess, was when World War Two start ended. Uh, he served through Korea. And, was 45. Yeah, he served through Korea and he would have been a little bit. But he was in the Navy. So he's aboard boat. Well, um, Saratoga was his last. My dad was raised as the oldest boy. You had to be the toughest. Yeah. Because the the shoulder the mantle of responsibility falls on you, you know. Because even then, men knew that there weren't they're not going to live forever, you know. And most blue collar men were lucky if they made it to retirement. Yeah. So the the oldest isn't that crazy to think about? Like, yeah. you were lucky if you made it to yeah. retirement back then. Well, that's that's why. Uh, that's why we're we're floundering right now with with uh, social, social security, security because they were like ah, these long. people aren't going to fucking live it. You know, they're yeah. only supposed to live till sixty two, and men are now living into the well into their seventies. Like we're they're draining the social security because it wasn't designed for people to live that long. Yep, you can thank all the white males out there. Y'all <laughs> You're are welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Number one again. I'm sorry, that was. <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible. We are not but, serious. Wait, are are we? No, I can't remember. But, you know, we we were we were raised, <laughs> and and I I hate to admit it that I raised Tyler that way. Mm-hmm. I was tougher on Tyler I was than I was Ashton. on any of my other children. Yeah, same with Ashton. And um, if if you looked at the way, even Jason, my fifteen year old, the difference. There's only nine years. Yeah, nine years difference between Tyler and Jason, and it's almost a different parenting style. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ty- yeah, I Tyler would grow up and become a better parent over Ty- time. Well, I, no, you know what? Honestly, no. I think it's just I raised the strong one. I don't need to do that again. Really? You think that's what it is? I have the strong one. Tyler, God, I really Tyler, feel like that I've grown up and, a lot and as a parent. Don't even, I'm not trying to slight Kirkland, but I didn't raise Kirkland. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't. Yep. I raised Tyler because, again, for those of you who don't know, I, I was not in Kirkland's life for most of his life. Right. Yeah. So I had to take a back seat. Even when I did get a chance to be reacquainted and get back into his life, I still had to take a back seat on the raising because that wasn't my responsibility because he didn't know me that way. Right. I was not that person. Yep. So, but I can, I can sit here and, and talk to you and to your face and tell you that I raised Tyler to be the strong one. Sure. And he is. You know, and I didn't mean to be soft on Bethany, but I, and I hate I hate the whole, well, you know, daddy's a little girl, but I couldn't, I could not t- treat her the same way I treated Tyler. And now with Jason and Kinnick, I, I have kind of consciously adopted a different strategy, but I don't know if that's because I learned anything from teaching, from being a parent. I, I want to say this just because I don't need to raise them to be. Uh, see, and actionable I, people like right off the bat, like just yeah. take action. And Tyler was raised to be decisive and take action. Yeah. I really feel like with with my parenting, especially like it wasn't so much about it, it really wasn't so much about who's the strong one or who's not the strong one or who's the oldest, all that stuff. It was it was literally like especially with <laughs> you said it. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> it was literally drink, literally drink. Um, it I mean, it was it was just I was learning how to be a dad, yeah. man. And well, I mean, we've said it before. Like we we even now, like this is all still like like it is trial and error. You know, yeah, this, of course did, it this is. didn't work for this kid, yeah. so let's change it up on this one. And you know, I, I didn't want another kid to to be raised up to to be a not that Tyler's a yes man, 
I'm not saying that. No, he's certainly not. But Tyler is able to take in information and make a decision and act. Sure. And I want these two to think more. Yeah. So I've taken to, instead of just straight to punishment or straight to harsh words, and, and, and I do feel a little sorry that I was insulting to Tyler. I was insulting to Tyler. And I felt bad. There are many times I did apologize for it because sometimes, Jesse will tell you, I, when I talk about my dad, if I'm talking about a good memory, it's dad. Sure. If I'm talking about a shit memory, it's Fred. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I hear Fre- some sometimes shit. I hear Fred yeah. come out of my mouth. Sure. And I course. have to stop. Yeah. And be like, you know what? That was uncalled for. That's not what I meant. And and don't, don't get me wrong. Like I said, like I've said before, I, my dad was doing the best with what he had. Of course. I don't fault him. That's that's ninety percent of humanity. We're just Ex- doing the exactly. best with what we have. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't fault my dad. He was trying to do a good thing. He was trying to make me a strong individual, and he did. He fucking did. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wish I'd gotten a few more hugs, but you know, the first not to keep tangent tangent tangenting. Yeah, there we go. Make up a new word. Why not? I like it. <laughs> but the first time my dad said he was proud of me is when I stood up to him and called him out. Called him outside. Sure. And it wasn't even that he said it. I saw it in his in his eyes. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I ever saw pride yeah. in his eyes. Was when I stood up and said, "Fuck you." At 17, he said something to me. He was drunk. And I stood up and I was like, you know what? Fuck you, old man. And he turned around and I could, I, I, I'm still so fucking pissed about it because that was the first time I ever saw pride. He was fucking proud like of me. He fucking stood up to me. And he's like, he's like, what did you bitch. say? And I was like, I knew. I can't. I can't. Have you ever seen set, uh, have, or, uh, a full metal jacket? I, I can't change it. I've, I've set a course. Right. I have to no, follow you, this no, through. The, if I change it, it's right for I runner lose. at this point. Here if we I go. change it, not yep. only do I go back to where I just was, but I will lose ground. Oh, with yeah. Him. No, you lose. So yeah. I doubled down. Sure. And I was like, you know, I said, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so we're going outside then? I was like, I guess we fucking are. Luckily, my mom is the voice of reason. <laughs> and she stepped in because as I'm walking through the house, I'm looking at everything going, goodbye, bookshelf. Yeah. Goodbye, toaster. It's been nice I'm never going to see you again. It's been nice knowing you this life of mine, but my, it's over. My, my dad served in Vietnam. I have absolutely no doubts inside my head that that man has killed human beings, and I did not want to be on that tally. I mean, yeah, that would have been a rough one. And he wouldn't have pulled any punches. He would have beat the shit out of me. If if it had gone that far, I know my dad. He would not have pulled a single fucking punch. Yeah. But he would have helped me up, and we would have gotten a beer It's so crazy. Like, I think about how it was when I was growing up, and... For for lack of a better term, I grew up with an elderly man. I yeah. mean, that was my dad, right? Like, See, by I the time grew, I, I was old enough to understand, he was in his mid-60s. And I grew up with people you know? that were just barely a generation yeah. ahead of me. Yeah. My so, mom was 19 when she had me. Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like, my mom my mom was in her mid-50s. My dad was in his mid-60s. Like, holy See, my dad's crap. just now 70. Just, like, just now. Just comparing the stories between us. Like, my my mom and dad and I went round and round when I was a teenager too, but like there was no threat of violence because mm. no, there just wasn't any of that going on. You so know? I was harsh on Tyler and it, as much as I hate to say it now, that was the purpose was that I knew. Okay. So I've said this before. I never planned on being alive older than 27. Like that was the furthest I could see. Well, congratulations. You <laughs> right? were way past Still that. Still fucking guy. here. Yeah. But I knew, and especially with the jobs that I took, 
they're dangerous jobs. Sure. They don't seem dangerous. Driving a semi, but semi drivers die every day. Semi drivers kill every day. I have been lucky to not have to do either one of those. No, I'm serious. That's I can't my even biggest, imagine somebody. Bro, my like, biggest fear, my oh, biggest fucking God. fear is that somebody does something stupid and I kill them. Yeah. And then I have to live with that. I wouldn't be able to drive after something. No, I like know that. a guy that's had it happen twice to him, and I, I don't know. know how the fuck he's still driving a semi. I know. I don't understand. I know well, yeah. I know he's trying to save his pension, is what he's doing, because yeah. he, I know he got hit with a wrongful death lawsuit. But oh, shit, really? I don't know that in Iowa you can be uh named as a defendant as a driver not just the company other states it's just the company that can Mm. be sued but in iowa you can sue the driver i know that because i got into an accident in des moines and they tried to sue me jesus Uh, i won that case by the way that's good but um good to know uh yeah no i I think he got hit with part of the wrongful death suit and i think he's gonna lose i think he's gonna end up losing a huge chunk of his pension so he's trying to save it and i get that but i'm still like we have other departments you can finish out your ride Without being in a yeah, truck, dude, and the guy, bless him, I'm not gonna say his name. The guy drinks. Of course not. Yeah. The guy drinks, and I'm like, of course he fucking does. Of course he does. He has had two <sighs> people die under the wheels of his semi. Of course he fucking drinks. I can't even imagine. You know, in in the course of a war, I I, I even got psych tested. I I'm perfectly fine. Well, I mean, no, to I mean, a point. I mean, with killing yeah. with killing someone. Oh, in the line of duty. Oh. This one died. I, I don't, I don't, uh, according to the psychological test, I wouldn't suffer any ill other than like, I hate to say this, normal PTSD. But like, there are people that like, because when I went to the sniper in doc, that was part of the thing. They had to make sure there's a difference between getting into a gunfight and killing somebody than being in a scope and having someone's face be as big as yours is to me right now and then watching that face disappear. That is a completely different thing. You're talking about snipers. Yeah. Yes. And they had to make sure that you were psychologically. My, balanced enough to take that and apparently, my best friend from manchester his dad was a sniper in vietnam and he has the scars to prove it yeah. all the way down his chest and i i have not heard the stories firsthand you won't <laughs> but i've heard the stories secondhand from him and yeah confirmed kills right seeing a head's a guy's head explode yeah. from your shot because you the big thing yeah. that people don't understand is you don't just shoot and move no the follow-through you, you watch, have to verify you hold that position and you make sure that the shot landed and that the mission is over, which means you have to watch someone unknowingly die. They don't know what's coming. They're not in a firefight snipers. It's a prestigious job, but it's almost cowardly. You're, you're not attacking someone who's fighting back. It's like hunting. In, in fact, it is hunting. You're well, hunting, hunting. You're hunting humans. Sure. Yeah. But any, anyway, anyway, what I'm trying to get at is, I lost what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say by all means, it's not cowardly to be someone that's in the military doing I, the mission no, that no, you've no. been I, given. I think being a sniper, like I said, it's a very prestigious job. And every Marine, I would, I would hazard to say every Marine wants to either be a drill instructor or a sniper. because they're just, Or they want to drive around that six-gun tank that i sent you but back to that's <laughs> what we were talking about like like the thing fat electrician when, you gotta watch when, him on YouTube. when jason gets in trouble now instead of reacting i try to go through my process with him i try to include him 
into how I'm getting to where I'm going with what just happened. I sure. don't just give him the end game. He gets to be a part of the initial reaction, my thought process because of it, my, my options for punishment, and what I'm going to do. Tyler just got, you did this, this is happening. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I hate to say that, you know, Jason is sensitive. And he's, he's able to be a feeling, emotional human being. And Tyler, I hate to say it, but he, he's like me. Choke that shit down, man. Don't let anyone ever see you be weak. Don't you ever let anyone see you be weak. The stoic man, right? Because that is demor- like, like when my daughter had her surgery. Everyone in that ho- everyone in the hospital was crying or distraught, and I was the one that's like, no, you gotta hold it together. You have to be the rock. You have to hold. You it have together. to be the rock until she- I saw her in the recovery room, and that's when I lost it. Mm. But I hate the fact that as men, we feel like we have to do that. We have to just bottle it in and hold it in and deal with it ourselves. I think that we're it just leads to an early fucking grave. I think that we're taught from an early age to be strong and we don't really understand what it is to be strong. No, I, no absolutely I, right. I think that I think that having conversations like we're having tonight where we can talk about this is strength. Like, you know, I can I can have a relationship with you to where I can be vulnerable and can say the things that need to be said out loud mm-hmm. to you. And I'm not going to feel any judgment. I'm nope. not going to feel any any negativity or anything like that. Like you See, may, you may bring your life forward in that conversation to try to help me in some way that you think is, is helpful. And that is what humanity really is all about. And I think that's such a huge misconception that as men, we have that if we are vulnerable to other men, that yeah. they're going to, because you see it in the movies, you see it in the TVs, the sensitive ones, yeah. the one that gets made fun of. I don't see that in my personal life. Anytime that I've broken down, which Granted, there hasn't been many public displays of me breaking down. It has happened. But I've never had someone be like, whoa, what a fucking pussy. And it dawned on me that that's not reality. You know what Betty White always used to say about that? I should say it's balls. What a, what a bunch of, what a sack of balls. Yeah. Because like, a pussy can take a beating. <laughs> well, I, I love that bit. But just so you guys know, pussy does not, calling someone a pussy does not mean you're calling them a vagina. Pussy is short for the word pusillanimous, which means weak. How, how dare you go right? all I like... Fucking ruin fucking Betty... Richard. Fuck Betty White. Fuck you, guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, friend. <laughs> I'm not your friend, guy. <laughs> With your flappy head and your beady eyes. But no, I, 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 I have found that in my, in my actual listen, real life, that, I, that I, when you're vulnerable with another man, you know what that man does? He stops yeah. and he fucking listens to you. Yeah. And, and he takes what you're saying and he doesn't offer help. He offers a shoulder. Sure. And I think, God, I wish I could get more men to understand that if we're not in it with each other, then we're alone. Yeah. Because no one else is going to fucking help us. No one is going to come to the aid of a man in this fucking world except other men. You're ridiculed if you... I have seen so many fucking TikToks and so many fucking reels where women are making fun of guys who are just losing their shit over something legitimate. And they're just like, oh, my God, look at this fucking. 
fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Because then when you lose your shit, if we were to say that same shit to you, we're fucking monsters. Yeah. Misogynistic and they have words. Misandry yeah. is, is the male equivalent of misogyny. Mm. And I see misandry everywhere. Yeah. Isn't it funny that they that word gets thrown around, the misogynistic word gets thrown oh, the, around the with instant, impunity. The instant you impunity. say anything that disagrees with a woman's sensibilities, you are a fucking misogynist. I am not a misogynist. I don't hate women. I don't hate women. I don't either. fucking hate no. anybody. Well, some of my favorite people are women. They're about actually. I think out of the seven billion people on this planet, ninety-eight percent of them I don't give a fuck about. I think it's a lot actually ninety-nine point nine 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 nine. But out of the rest that I do care, I was about, thinking about how many millions you just held out. Out of the rest that I do care about, I can easily say that there are. No, you know what? I don't fucking hate anyone. No, why would you ever no, have I, I that did. type of energy I did. towards anyone? I did, but he died, Knowing so I don't have to anymore. Well, still. I don't have to hold on to that. I'm, here's the thing with hate, though. Like that's a, the thing, that, that's a word that gets thrown around. The thing that, and I'm talking about real, guttural, brutal hatred of someone, it's cold. right? It's cold. It's cold, right? Like it is, it is not that hot rage. I don't, like if I plunged a knife into that person's body and I killed them, I would be okay with it. That's that's what real guttural like rage and hate really is. And and let me tell you something guys, like if you want someone to have control over you, hating them is the number one way to make that happen because when you hate someone in that way, you, it becomes all encompassing and that's the only thing that you can think about and they have control over you that they don't even know or want to have over you, but you give them that control because you cannot get past your own hatred and your emotions. I think the word hate gets thrown around a lot. Well, that's I don't what I, that's can, why I prefaced, right? Like hate think, is something that's really guttural to me, right? To me, I don't think you can truly hate something that you haven't loved. You can loathe it and you can find it an abomination. Well, I think that's where I don't that, think you can feel that cold rock of hate. Well, Unless I, you've loved. I think really a lot of times when you get to that point of hate, it's because someone has done something so egregious to okay. you, right? Like there's been a physical action that has been so, or even even mental or, or spiritual, right? Like you can have a pastor that diddled little kids in front of you, or you can, and that was a really bad analogy, but that's where I'm going with like, it. Why are you watching uh, that? <laughs> Like so, you can have, but you can have someone that does something not physical to you as well, right? Okay, like so, it's something so egregious that no human being should ever do that to someone else. I'm gonna say something, and this is a very real and very deep thing, and I'm gonna say it out loud. My, uh, I thought he was gonna say buttholes. No, I really, did. my my <laughs> my grandfather was a fucking monster. A legitimate like your biological grandfather. My mother's father. Okay. Was a fucking monster. He did things to people. Family. Ugh. That's so that you shouldn't even do to strangers <sighs> and he did them to family. That's I'm sorry, dude. And it affected my I'm not going to go into specifics or details, but it affected my family in a very in a very specific way. And I'm going to tell you right now, it affected me too. God damn it, Alexa. 
Alexa, shut the fuck up. Sorry, oh. sorry, folks. God, that's I'm one sorry, of that, Alexa. That's one God. of the alarms. So, <laughs> to the boys, he did just brutal, brutal things. To the women, he just did terrible things. And you could see the joy. He made me grab a bull wire once. I didn't know what a bull wire was. Jesus Christ. He wanted to test if it was hot, so he had me grab it. And it was hot, I'm sure. Oh, I was stuck to it. Yeah. He had me stare at a guy welding an engine block. You know, it's shit like that, you know? I didn't even know he was here. And for any family that's listening, I'm, I'm not apologizing for this. I don't want you to get this twisted. Because I did a very specific thing. He had emphysema, COPD. And he was laying in a bed, struggling to breathe, drowning in his own lungs. And I walked in, and his wife said, you can talk to him. He can hear you. And in my head, I'm like, you guys don't want to hear what I'm here to say. Yeah. Because I knew my mom wasn't going to be there. I knew my sister wasn't going to be there. My dad. I was, I was like, a member of our family needs to be here for this specific moment. And I'm guessing that you had a couple of paragraphs in your head. that nope, you had... nope. It was very simple and very short. Uh, she, she then said, well, if it'd be easier, we can leave. And I'm like, that would be fantastic. And as she walked out, I grabbed his hand and I said, Keith... I, I don't like calling him my grandfather. In fact, that's probably the last time you will ever hear me call him that. I said, Keith, it's Neil. And I don't know if he heard me. Like He was pretty far gone. I, I, I like to think that there was a reaction in his hand. Sure. And I said, I just want you to know I'm here to watch you die. I never said another word to him. He died like four hours later. And I called my mom and I said, it's over. You never have to think about it again. Mm. I hated. I mean, clearly. I hated that man. And, and I hope that he found some peace. Afterwards. On one hand, I hope that there's a special circle in hell. But on the other hand, I truly hope. Because I know his story. And his story is not much better. I, and so I hope that this death granted him some kind of fucking peace. Because he impacted a lot of lives that will never recover. That will never be okay. And I want you people to know right now, this is what I'm talking about. I can say this and I'm fucking crying. And like I said, to any of my family, if you're listening, I'm not sorry for anything I just said. That was all true. That was all real. And I get to be vulnerable right now because I'm trying to prove a fucking point that I can fucking do that and still be a man and not lose any of my fucking quote-unquote virility or look weaker because of it. 
Nah. No. In fact, for a long time, dude, I was scared when I found out I was having a daughter. I was terrified because that's a psychosis, and psychosis can sometimes be genetic, and I was terrified that I was having a daughter because I would eat a gun before I would touch one of my children. And that's why... And that's why you are the human that you are, right? Like, because you put it to yourself. Like, you would eat a gun before you would do that to your child. Like, But this all goes back to raising. You know, that's how he was raised. And, and, and Well, I think environment has something to do with all of that, right? Like, what you, what you were brought up in makes you makes you something, right? Like, a part of you is, is that. But everyone has the choice to be what they have always lived in or to be something different. As a side, remember last time I was talking about environment or whatever, it's nature versus nurture. Nature versus nurture, yeah. Nature versus nurture. That's like a 90s thing, right? Well, it's even older than that, but (laughs) what's ingrained versus what's taught. Right, right. And that's the thing. Like, are we doing our, our sons a disservice trying to teach them to be strong men? No, not at all. Because I don't believe that at all. I don't think so either. You know, and, and call it toxic but if let's, you want. Let's but talk about what strength is and what we've learned. I think it's being meant, in I our late just, 40s, it's just right? Fortitude, like the ability to, to stand up for what you believe, it doesn't necessarily mean not being emotional yeah. as much as it means conviction. I, I think that I think that life has taught me some really hard lessons. Here's one of them. If you don't stand up for what you believe in, if you don't stand up for what you believe in, you will always regret it. Right? Honestly, I've always taken that a step further. If you can't stand up for what you believe in, then what worth do you have? That's where the regret comes from, right? Like Because if, if you're not just being the most authentic part of you, then on the backside of it, you're always going to be wondering about, what if I would have been? How much right. different would life be today? That's that to me is what true regret is. Is being is oh, being in no. a situation to where Absolutely. you're like, I made a mistake, and what? How different could my life be today yeah. because of that mistake? Literally living it, right? Yeah, I, I I hear you. So I think that's part of it, and then I think, and I and I just lost it. <laughs> of course I did. Um, I don't know. I just think that just being authentic and being yourself. Oh, and the other the other one is always say the words that need to be said. No matter what. Like the only words that you will ever regret are the words that you didn't say. So I am a uh anybody who's listening, I am actually a minister. So, you know. Hey, me too. Um I put together a marriage sermon. And one of the first things I say is there are two currencies in a relationship, Mm. loyalty and respect. Those can be traded like money in a relationship. The more you deposit of those things, the more you will get back of those things. Does that make sense? Sure. But... As an individual, I think that currency has to be the ability to have 
your own identity and be true to that identity. And that's hard when we live in a time where individuality is not fucking celebrated. To identify as a group is celebrated. And it's hard to 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 have isn't it crazy how create like how empowered the system is yeah. to me to me like the the very fact that you could look at your life and and I know we had a really hard conversation about athletes earlier and our daughters and and things like that but to take and and look at your life and be like I want to live something different than the status quo. And it doesn't matter whether that's... Oh, that takes a very large amount of strength. I don't care if that's you're gay Mm -hmm. and you want to be with someone else. I don't care if that's you feel like you're someone that you're not biologically. Like, live live your life the way that you want to live it. Absolutely. Like... But it comes with the infringing how 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 incredibly difficult it is to, to start with. To go down that path. Yeah. Like. Bro, the scariest thing in the world is to realize that you're an individual. You're your own fucking person. But the amount of control that they have over us now is that they take these people who have made this very personal decision and they've put them into their own group already. Here is your group. Here are the people that you need to align with. Yeah. It's I this, think it's terrifying. I think it's terrible that they take something as personal as a decision to be someone that's not popular. Yeah. Like to be yourself. Bro, like, that takes a that takes a huge amount of strength to 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 step up. And they've apart. Are, and they've already put those people in a box. Yeah. That is so sickening to me. Like ah. Uh, I just I I find it so disheartening that the minute as a man that you try to be other than what you're expected to be, you hold no worth and no value to the people around you. Yeah. So that's, it makes me fucking sad. It's one of the, it's one of the most deadly lies that I think we infer or we're taught as, as males. Well, as men, we, we, we value, we view our value based on what we can provide sure. to the people around us. Right. And if we can't provide to them, we, we feel fucking worthless. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard about a guy who loses his job and can't find work and can't do this. And then he ends up just laying on the couch because... I mean, what's, what's life? What's the fucking, what's, what's what's the point? I can't provide to the people that love me, the people that count on me. I think it was, uh, Chris Rock that said, they got slapped by women, children and pets are loved unconditionally. Yeah. It was Chris for being who they are. Men are loved by what they can provide. Sure. And the minute a man can't provide, he is discarded and thrown away. So, with that being said, yeah, it was. You're worth it. You're always worth it, man. Like, 
That's and what I try to tell these fucking people, man. Like, I don't. I, I'm not trying to keep stepping on you. I, I, there's this marine You're group always stepping know, on my I'm shit. I'm not trying to. It's so crazy. There's this. There's this <laughs> marine group that I'm part of that we deal with it twice a week. Hey, this man, and they'll they'll put up a post and the things that he says about himself, and it's always I'm worthless. I provide no value. And 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 it, it hurts me. Yeah, it tears me up to know that there are people in this world who think that just because they can't provide something, they have no fucking value. We we have both been in that. We have both been in those shoes. Oh, absolutely. Before. I know that I certainly have. A- I know that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Like and 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 you. It's such a desperate time. It's it, it's it. You shift into desperation mode because it's like if I can't give them what they need, then who am I? Who who am I? If if I can't be the husband and the provider, then what the fuck is my role? So what what do we say to guys that are feeling that tonight? Like they're listening to this goddamn podcast. They've had a few drinks, like we have. There is nothing wrong with calling your best friend and opening everything to him. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be your best friend. Somebody that you trust. I'm very easy to find. I'm open to anybody to call me and just be like. I can't do it because I'm going to be the first one to tell you that you can. Yeah. I will be, I will be your biggest fucking cheerleader. Yeah. The, the one, the one proud moment that I have in my life that had nothing to do with my family or anything else. And I almost feel bad if Jesse, if you're listening, you'll remember this. We were on our anniversary in Dubuque and this Marine that I know basically called me and told me he was about to eat a gun. Hmm. I was on my anniversary night, and I talked to him for two fucking hours. Of course he did. And thank God, you know, if I die tomorrow, if that's the one good thing that I have done in this life, that man is still here. He did not eat that gun. So if I, if I can go to my grave knowing that I helped one fucking man find his worth again and decide against the long nap... Then I think I've won. I think I did it right. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't be a therapist because I just don't fucking like people. <laughs> but by God, I can listen to you and I can try to fucking make you see that that just because you can't provide, just because you can't be what you were told you are, doesn't mean that you're fucking worthless. The the thing that I would say. Yeah, I'm gonna be quiet for like five minutes. <laughs> you need you need a I'm you need sorry. a half hour break, yeah. Mister. Just, just I don't know turn, that I can go. I don't just, know that I can just go thirty turn, minutes. Just turn my mic off. <laughs> That's the easiest way. So, cup couple things. One, if you don't feel like you can trust someone in a way that you can be vulnerable, then God, find find some therapy. Like, please, please find some therapy. Please. Right, like, and then just take a look around in your life. Like there, there is more than likely someone who, even if they're not on your radar, like they can be someone that can talk to you, that can share their own burdens with you. That like one, it's one of the, one of the things I'm most thankful about with this relationship between us, Neil, is that, you know, we're really great friends but if the worst things in the world are happening to me, like 
I can oh, call bro, you. I have literally taken you know? the worst part of my world to you. I don't know how many fucking times. Like on the I, flip side of what you said, also be available. Yeah. As a man, make sure yeah. that you make sure that your yeah. your people know that you yeah. are available to them. And that means you have to speak those words to those people. Yes. Right? Like you can't just be like open arms, bro. Like you can't just be like that. No, you have to be like, look, I I don't care what you're going through. Like I I love you, dude. And if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Like and you have to say those words to these people because that's over, what we're guys and we don't take hints. You have to get over the whole, <laughs> I can't tell another man I love him. Yes, you fucking can. I do it all the fucking time because I learned, I don't know when I had the epiphany, but I realized one day I don't have many friends. Right. Yeah. I really don't. I don't either, dude. I have a lot of people that I know, a lot of people that I talk to, but I don't have very many that I count as friends. And those that I do, I'm not afraid to tell you I love you. Yeah. I, I, you know, I used to be, I never would have said it. I'm that guy like, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you. No, no. No homo. God, I I don't know how many times I've heard that. No homo, bro. I had that epiphany. I just woke up and I'm like, you know what? Life is too fucking short yeah. for the people that you love not to know that you yeah. love them. Yeah, for sure. And they don't have to reciprocate it. Nobody I ever say it to has listen, to say it back to me. Listen, love is because that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they love me or not. I love them. Well, love is a one way street. That's one thing that Absolutely. people don't understand Absolutely. is that love is a one way street. That is whoever loves is giving. And if you're lucky enough to get that road back, even fucking how, better. How amazing is but that? But they're not yeah. going to ever come back to you if you don't extend it out first. Yeah. yeah. That road has to be open. Yep. That's a good analogy, dude. Yeah. It's a one-way street, bro. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've been awful heavy. <laughs> We've been drinking. No, that was... <laughs> God damn, that felt good, though. Fuck. God, yeah. I, it's, it's tough. It, it's, so, it's so important to me. All people... And I hate saying this, because I really... You know, I always, tell, I always say how much I fucking hate everyone. It's not that I hate everyone. I just, I don't care. I care about the people that I know. I care about the people that I care about. You know, if I don't know you, I just don't fucking care. Like live your life. Well, you don't have the energy. And exactly. you've already said that tonight that you just don't have the energy to put into people exactly. you don't know anyway. Right. And, and, and bless the people in this world that love everyone all the time for everything that, that you're awesome. Yeah. You're great. Go hug some you trees. Know, I, it's I, actually good. Had to, I actually <laughs> had to talk to someone because it's like the world needs both. Listen, the world needs the people the, that are, are ready to fight and the world that needs the people that are ready to love. And you have to have both of them because if you have either one, just one or the other, it doesn't fucking work. Just, just to expound upon that, this world needs all of the individuals that are in it. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it could stand a lot less than well, the ones that exist. I mean, I mean, you know, you know the Thanos right, snap. Right, I, mean, right, I mean, unless you're um, a minor attracted person, then... Rehabilitation is a 45 millimeter bullet. Wood chipper go burr. <laughs> First, though, I, I, I think I wish we were joking. I rates. wish we were joking about no, that I, because you know, there's a difference between, let's say, a 26 year old who thinks a 17 year old girl is hot. OK, might be creepy. But what I'm talking That's about, not what I'm, talking, what I'm about. talking about is that 35 year old who wants to fuck a two year old. Yeah. That or, person needs to die. Or a nine year old. Yeah. Get any, out anybody, of my fucking anybody life. Anybody that, right? that's, that's. There's a difference between a 17 year old girl that's gone through puberty and is whatever. I still think it's creepy, but I'm not. 
I'm not up in arms about that. What I'm up in arms about is the children that don't even understand they have sexuality being sexualized. Thank you. Because I know for a fact, think about this. What turns you on, Nick? Uh, Women. Usually, no, but like, like you have a type, a specific woman. You have a type, yeah. right? Yeah, like, of like course. one that you would go to. All things being offered, there's one that you would go towards of first. Of course, of course, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Everyone has a fucking type, and these people's type is prepubescent children. I'm gonna. The only thing that you can do for that is to make it stop living. I'm going to take it a step further because I think people have four steps further. I think people have a choice and I think people have free will. And even but you're always going to you're always going to be attracted to what you're attracted listen, as, to. As as gross it is, as it is, the people that have that problem and choose not to act upon it, I don't I don't have any problem with there people like that. There was a like guy that. in Iowa had to have been about 15 years ago. I remember the story being in the newspaper. He was in jail because of being a pedophile. He was a convicted sex offender, um, had raped like multiple underage boys. And in prison, he excelled. He was a great inmate. And they were going to release him early because he was a model inmate. And he begged the judge, please don't leave me in here. No one gets hurt. If I'm here, this is someone but the that has... judge released him anyway, <sighs> and he ended up raping a 13 year old boy and then killed himself. This is what I'm talking about. You're attracted I... to what you're attracted to, and listen, there's nothing that can change listen, that. Listen, there are. <sighs> wow, we shifted tracks a lot. We went, we went, <laughs> we went off the deep end on Woo! this one. Sorry, oh, that was God. really loud. That that's was, what, I'm sorry. That was that's loud. what we're calling this is deep end. Yeah. <laughs> I think deep end is a good one. Um, there, there. I'm guaranteeing you right now, there are people in this world that are attracted to younger people that have never acted on it and will never act on it. No, oh, yeah, there are people who know they're monsters. And if God that's bless, what you're saying, yes, listen, absolutely. God bless those people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? They, they there are the people- ones that have an affliction, and they make a choice. Not to indulge that because affliction. Those people are aware that their affliction is of socially of course. unacceptable. Well, it's unacceptable. I don't care if it's social well, I'm or just, not. I'm just like talking that about the social one. I'm just is talking about the social Completely aspect. unacceptable. Because there are some people that don't understand and they think that the physical attraction is completely okay because no. that's how they no. feel. No. And that's the problem that's with the America. Problem. Yeah. Is we're all taught to act on how we feel. And 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 nothing about your feelings fucking matters. I'm I'm telling you right now, like if if you think that this really hurts. I bet it hurts like a bitch. <laughs> that's his tattoo he's talking about. Woo! But if if I you like think, redheads, I like redheads. Small, redheaded women are the thing for me. Jesse just dyed her hair like this fucking really <laughs> odd shade of red, and it drives me fucking crazy because of the situation Poor that I'm in. I'm bitch. just looking at her like <laughs> I date tall women. I date tall women. When I date, they're my height. I'm 5'11. They're my height or taller. Yeah. I marry short women. Yeah. All three of my wives have been 5'4 or under. All the women I've dated have been 5'10 or under. So what's really <laughs> what's really funny with me is that probably the number one thing that I love about physically love about women is legs. Boobies. I'm a legs dude. I like you know, I was a legs dude, so I got with Jesse and I'm definitely a boob. Which man. is really funny because like my ex wife had really short legs. 
and that wasn't okay not you know? to sound like an absolute creep but jess has some nice legs i mean my jess has some that's what, no i'm, I'm legs. talking about yeah. your jess yeah. I'm, 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 I'm no, ridiculous no, no disrespect thanks bro she has some nice legs i know i know i look at them all the time hey, it's you, great you know what you know what i love you know what i love is when <laughs> okay so no 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 this this is this isn't everything physical attraction is one thing yeah that's what attracts you to that person of course but then to find out that Jess is one of the most real fucking people yeah. in the world. I love your Jess. God. I do. I You're did, telling me. You know, when 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 I first met her, when I, when oh, I first yeah. when I first met her, I didn't want Jess, if you're listening, I love you. I didn't want to like her. My Jess. Yeah. Right. Jess Vogel. I, I, God, it was a last name. Just edit that out. I don't so, edit any of these. So Jess, I, I didn't want <laughs> I didn't want to like her when I first met her. Because I kind of felt a little threatened because my wife just became all about her. Yeah. You know? And, and I They're shouldn't have, so I shouldn't similar have felt in so many ways, really. And, and the yeah. friendship is beautiful. It's I, crazy I've grown yeah. to absolutely love their friendship. Yeah, I think sure. it's amazing. Yep. But at the first, I just, I didn't want to like her. I, I didn't. Yeah. I tried not to. No, I know. You know, and, and, but every time I hung around her, like her authenticity just bleeds out. And you can't, it's like I always say, when you, when you are who you are, I respect that shit. And she is. Jess is exactly who she is. Yeah. Unapologetic. It's one of the things I love about her. Exactly. It's absolutely one of the things I love about her. No, it's just I, I how love her real to, and authentic she is. I love her yeah. to death, dude. Yeah. Honestly. You're, she is dude, one of the best people. Sames. Samesies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can't get across to people enough. That that you know you you think you're attracted to long legs or red hair or a nice I'm, rack. I'm telling you right now that I'm really attracted to people that are just really authentic with who they are. I can. That be, is the one thing that I love more than anything. I can in a human be being. with anyone. Yeah. I have been with a lot of different types of people, but the only ones I can have a relationship with are the ones that are true to who they are. Yeah. Not to get into it because I know we're running towards. Oh no, the, no, we're good. We got another half hour. Oh, we're good okay. to go. Yeah, man, we we can rock. I, I'm not yeah. trying to bring it on. I'm not trying to get into too much shit tonight. Yes, I we love, are. I yes, love, we are. Yes, I love my wife. Of course you do. I absolutely adore her. Of course, because you do. she has never been afraid to be her. Hmm. From the moment I met her, she has been unapologetically Jesse. Sure. She doesn't try to be anybody else. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I find her to be hot as fuck. Of course you do. But that is actually secondary. Because if she wasn't herself, I could never be with her. Yeah. And I've gone through dating. I've gone through relationships that didn't work. It worked physically, but it did not work because all they cared about was being something that they fucking weren't. Yeah. Trying to trying to mold themselves to some standard to some to some fucking form that they didn't fit. And I think that's why I like you so much because you definitely don't fucking you're you're not the norm, you know? Well, I try you're, not you're, to. Exactly. Be. I yeah. try not to be too. And I think that's why yeah. even though we are even though you and I are fundamentally have a lot of differences. Sure. I think that's what makes our friendship is because we are authentic to each other 
hundred percent. I don't try to be. We've had some else. really tough conversations in the past. Oh, We've had yeah. some conversations to where you know you you and I have really disagreed yeah. about shit, and, that, that's... and we have. But we have this thing um, called respect for each other, which <laughs> yeah. is so weird. <laughs> oh, shit. oh god, that's a fucking, fucking party foul! I've oh, got beer Spilled all over the table. Folks. God Spilled. damn it! I was trying to be excited and oh. shake a hand, and I got. <laughs> We got I, paper towels. Right, I'm, a, right. I'm a high five motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to high five Nick over here. There's some bro. There's some bromance going on around here. That's bro, I I'm absolutely saying. love you. I, I love you too, bro. If I was gay, I would totally try to get with you. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but no, straight no. as an arrow, unfortunately. Yeah, so yeah, no. And you know what? I'm not afraid to admit it. Tried no. it once. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know it. <laughs> I was at a party. Long story short, this girl. Oh, you got to get out of here, dude! You can't be in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's. Sorry, um, my fifteen-year-old walked in. So let's leave this on a cliffhanger for a second because I got to pee. I'm gonna pause this. Well, you pause. And... No, no, no. You just go pee. I'll oh, just I'm tell go... my story. Oh, you're gonna make me miss it while I go pee. All right, fine. God pause damn it. it! Hold on. All right, we're gonna do like the. Uh... We're gonna do the Joe Rogan Ooh, pause we do, to go we pee. Fade to black. Oh no! Life I don't have any music. Fade away. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Drifting. Like, seriously, that's what I love about this podcast. I had no idea where we were going here tonight. I, yeah, that's what I love. I about had it too. some ideas yeah. about what we were going to do tonight, and we have yeah, not done we have any done nothing, <laughs> nothing of that. No, none of that. So anyway, that's what happens when I bring coronas. Unfortunately, oh, and you were so gracious to get me a dosekis because I have run out of coronas because they I are mean, delicious. It's it's the number two Mexican beer. I can't drink Coronas anymore. They make me sick. Oh God, they're so good. They make my stomach turn. Oh, I, I don't get it. So I love, no, I love them, they're but delicious. I can't drink them anymore. Yeah, absolutely delicious. What were we talking about? Oh, no, I, I, I got it. I'm just waiting for my son to leave because he doesn't need to hear this. <laughs> so I was we getting, love you, Jason, by I, the way. I was getting at that uh, I know that I'm straight because I, at a party once, um, was supposed to meet a girl then, you know, it was a long party and she was like, I had this eye on this girl I'd have had it on her for a while. And this was the night we were connecting. Oh, everything, what a everything, night. everything was happening. And Late she goes, December, I'm going to, we were at my friend's 63. house and I knew the outlay of my friend's house. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I'm going to go upstairs. You give me two minutes and you follow me. And I'm like, absolutely. Where do I sign? Yeah. So she goes upstairs. I forgot to ask which room she was going into. I assumed the parents' room. And you were incorrect. I absolutely was. So I'm in there. I'm laying on the bed. And, you know, I have prepared myself. Mm, so you're naked, in other words? Not quite, but the, the important parts were exposed. <laughs> <laughs> now, between... That should be a sound bite right there, between, by the way. The important parts were exposed. <laughs> so there were... Two bathrooms on the upstairs level. Mm -hmm. There was a master bathroom that was attached to only the master bedroom. And there was a bathroom that connected my friend and his sister's room. Oh, God. Had I bothered to ask her, I should have gone to the sister's room. Oh, shit. So anyway, I have. She was waiting know, for I've you been, in the sister's room no, and you went to no, the parents' room. Not, not quite. We'll get there. Okay. So I'm in there. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm in there. I'm half drunk. So, you know, my eyes are closed. I hear the bathroom door open, the light go off. And I was like, well, I'm here. And I feel pressure on the bed. And I feel a hand. And I'm like, this is, this is fucking happening.
happening. And then I feel a mouth. I'm like, oh my God. And it's fucking great, right? It's it's fantastic. So I have a thing. Do we are we gonna I have like to start to rating down. these episodes like, I like X to, or anything I like, like to that? Touch, I like to touch the head and the face. Oh. There was she had a beard. Uh, so she wasn't a she, is what you're telling me. No. And I <laughs> freaked the fuck out. I was not in and it wasn't uh, because I didn't feel good. It's because well, that's course, not what I'm into. I mean, of course not. Yeah. The funny part is I ran downstairs. And I'm, when I tell you I was this close to shouting and, out, and which one of you motherfuckers was just sucking my dick? Three centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, this is what trips me up. It was a party full of my friends. You know what's really funny about this whole story is that my dad would have been like, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> but, you know, I'm saying at 17, I think that's that's the test. That's how you can. That's oh how you know where God. you land on that spectrum. I was not into the beard. I was not into it. And But the, the thing that trips me is that was a room full of my friends. Look at this idiot. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> no, I One know. One of my friends... And my dick in his mouth. <laughs> and I still don't know who it was. And he liked it. But as I was down there trying to scope out, because a lot of us, you know, it was, it was senior year. A lot of us had facial hair, mm. you know. So I'm trying, to figure, trying, I'm to, trying figure to figure out which, which beard was I just touching. That was about three centimeters long. At that time, that girl comes down. and like, are you coming up? And I'm like, yep. And I went up and you know, forgot all about it. But that's what I'm trying to get at, is that you're attracted to what you're attracted to. You can't do anything about I the the, the switches. I, I don't disagree with the that. The switches that nature has thrown but for you, because it's all about propagation of the species. It's all about propagation of the species. I'm just telling you that there are people in this world that have chosen not to go down that I'm path. I'm not saying that they haven't. God but bless I'm, them. But I am that's saying, all I'm saying is God bless them. What I am saying is that the people who are caught... Cannot be rehabilitated. I don't disagree with you. You can't change. It, it, it's like the old pray away the gay camps. You can't pray away the well. gay. And I'm sad. I'm sad for people who who fucking went and and because their parents fucking hated what they were, did it, and then pretended to not be so, gay anymore. So that's been my whole problem with this, with this whole argument. Right? Is that are we just? Is okay. So the question that I ask myself is: Are we just so unenlightened that we don't understand this? Because at some point in human history, someone said gay is terrible and should not be done. I, because you know, I don't have any problem with people doing what they want to do right up until they do something to someone who's not an adult. I think it's then I have a real problem with it. I think it's the Puritans that started this country because. And it's, I think but, but there's then, something but then you go to intrinsic. Russia, you go, you go to the Middle East, and they kill, they kill gay people, they kill them for the choice the, that they can't make. Listen, I, I think gay people make the choice when they're adults, right? Like, if two adults want to be together, and they they happen to be two women or two dudes, like, even if one of them is like, I'm a, I'm a girl in a dude's body. No, like, yeah, okay, so I, have, I don't have any problem with that, but there's something intrinsically, and it's not, I, I disagree with you here, it's not societal. This is intrinsic when it comes to like the, the human beings that we are. Doing something with someone who is under the age 
I'm not even talking about that anymore. I'm just talking what, about I'm just about gay in general. I, I'm, I'm gay. I, had I friend, don't have any problem with. I had a friend who grew up gay and and was afraid to come out because where I lived, and I don't want but I don't want people to get the wrong idea that the South is backwards. And it's just where I lived at that time, there weren't a lot of gay people, so people were scared of it. You know, they were scared of the fact that there was a man that wanted to you know have sex with another man. That just blew their fucking minds. And I got into an argument with it with someone very close to me because they tried to spout the Bible at me. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, in that same uh, book, because they always quote the one thing, man shall not lie with another man. But in that same book, it also talks about, you know, if a woman, a married woman looks at another man, she should be stoned. Or it also talks about how to own slaves and how to, you can't just quote, or tattoos are, you can't just quote one passage from a Bible and expect that to be, you have to quote all of it. But anyway, that's not here or there. She was all about the fact that it's evil and it's against God. And I'm like, you know what? We have one that we know of. We have one experience in this life. This is the one time that this energy will be Neil Dutzman. This is one time that this energy will be Nick Williams. I want you to be happy. I would rather you be gay. And I told Jason, my buddy Jason, he came out to me. He's like, so... I just, you know, I caught up with him on Facebook like years after high school. He's like, I just, I need you to know before we keep talking that I am happily married to another man and I'm gay. And I'm like, Jason, I've known you were gay since we were like fucking 14 years old. (laughs) I had girlfriends. I'm like, no, you should have seen your face when they kissed you. You did not have girlfriends. No, no, you didn't. But I, I, this is, this was, but that's okay. This was the crux of my argument to this other person that I absolutely love who was condemning him for being gay on religious background. I'm like, you know what? That is still, it doesn't matter how you look at it. Even if, let's let's say he is wrong. Let's say let's say God absolutely abhors it. That's still something that him and his God will discuss Listen. at the end of his life. But I say, you know what? This is how I fi- I view it. I would rather you be true to who you are and be happy in this one fucking blip of a time that we get to be conscious and aware of who we are. Be fucking ha- no what what no matter what the. If you have to conform to somebody else's idea of happiness and be miserable for this one existence that you get, that's a sad fucking existence. Yeah. And I, I, I pity that. I, I'm sad for it. I told him, I was like, Jason, I want you to be happy. And if being with another man makes you fucking happy, then who am I? Who, who the fuck am I to say anything about the way you I'm, choose to live your life? I feel the same way. Right. Be in a situation where you can choose to not only be yourself, but be happy in that fucking decision. He, he, and fuck everyone who says otherwise. Here's the, Unless you're fucking three-year-old. Here's the flip side of it. <laughs> so here's the flip side of it, right? So from that part of the conversation, I'm just going to tell you right now, just be you. Yeah. You're going to have people that agree with you. And you're going to have people that disagree with you. And you're going to have people that vilify you. And it doesn't really matter who you are. You're never going to have up. people that, 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 that go down that path. You are never going to live up to someone else's definition of you. And that's why, unfortunately, I believe in the freedom of people to have those stupid religious beliefs. I believe in the freedom for people to have, oh, God, this is going to get us canceled. I believe the ACLU is right. Like people should be able to prop like to say Nazi ideals out loud. 
because okay, so the ACLU, that's freedom. The ACLU de- defended that once, but they don't defend that anymore. <laughs> I don't really care. But yes, because absolutely. I, I am all about ideas, and I'm all about people coming forth with what they believe. Like, the, listen, in, in the realm of ideas, like Nazism is not a real high ideal. So it's going to get disproven more than it ever is going to be proven. Right. But you like have that's, the, that's, I mean, that's how that's life who you is. are, then, but that's why you have to have the free exchange of ideas. Exactly. And that's why you have to have Once the you... freedom to say the things that you believe. And that's the, that's the thing I will defend. Absolutely. Up until the end of time. We live in that. A, we live in a time where people are vilified for having a fucking opinion you, that doesn't match I, the norm. I will always support you for saying what you believe. I don't have to believe have, what you believe, but it doesn't say matter. It. it doesn't matter if I believe what you believe or not. In fact, exactly. I, I encourage people who think differently to come out and speak their truth. Like Exactly. All of the ideas need to be brought to the table. All of all of the words need to be said. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier in this podcast, the only words you will ever regret are the ones you did not say. Mm-hmm. So bring all of the words forward in this life. Absolutely. Bring bring all of the ideas, bring all of the passion. You you can't, bring all of the energy that your life is. You can't live in a society that cherry picks its ideals and then ha- expects everyone to live by those ideals. Absolutely. Because no people are the same. No. God, and, how and, boring and would fuck, it be? Fuck life how if that's what it was, man. Shit, man. Like if if <sighs> I said it last time, the the minute everyone agrees with everything, we're fucked. Oh, it's terrible. It's a terrible fucked. idea. There needs to I I am a conservative. I don't say I'm a Republican or a Democrat, but I am more conservative than I am liberal. Sure. Just because I think a conservative way of life is is more accountable. I think that you have more accountability conservatively than you do. But that's just me. That's just me. Where was I going with that? I don't have an idea. (laughs) I was just going to actually say something to the effect of, I think I'm way more liberal than you are for the most part. Oh, no, you are. Yeah. You are. Which is really funny because I've always kind of thought of myself as a conservative, but here as I get older, I still like roll back around to where I was raised. I like in sixties. Yeah. Liberalism. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what I am for sure. Yeah. I don't like today's liberalism. I like JFK as a (sighs) Democrat was a fucking amazing. So are you loving what RFK? No, I really, I really am. I don't want to, but I listened to this thing (laughs) that he did and I was completely blown away by the because i'm like you're saying all listen, the right fucking things i haven't thought about classical voting. liberalism listen is not a bad thing i haven't thought about voting for a democrat in so long yeah i haven't either that that he's all of a sudden coming up and i'm like i don't and, and here's the great part about it is is that he comes out and says things like i'm sure that you're not going to agree with everything that i have to say and, and that's okay and you shouldn't and that's okay that's why like, i can't get enough to people like, like he says that shit out loud we have to disagree <laughs> about things there has to be another idea another way because the only way and you I don't find know if it's rfk it's a robert kennedy jr is if you're actually who we're oh, you know yeah, wondering no, about I, who I we're know, talking about right i know you know i know what, he, I'm, what I i'm trying to get, yeah. what i'm trying to get at is when everybody starts thinking the same, you become complacent. It's like a stagnant. It's like a stagnant yeah. fucking pond. And what happens is stagnation. It spoils. It becomes rotten. 
it eats away at the vegetation. It, it becomes disgusting. Rivers are flowing, constantly changing, and they're fresh, and, they, and they're always alive. There's always life. You cannot stagnate. No. And, 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 and having everybody have the same ideals, the same thoughts, the same fucking beliefs is stagnation. Yeah. You stop progress. Even though you can call yourself as progressive as you want, but you're stopping progress by stopping ideas. And there are always going to be ideas you don't fucking agree with. Of course there is. I could probably stop 10 And honestly, there should be. Like, if you you live a life to where all of the things that you hear are like, oh, that sounds good to me. Where where do you think compromise comes from? Compromise comes from two opposing ideas finding a middle fucking ground. Yep. But there have to be two opposite fucking ideas. And, and we live in a time where, where that's so fucking frowned upon. It's, it's crazy and, to me. It's you know, really crazy to me. What's like, crazy to me is, is the fact that we were all told how fucked up we were for thinking differently two years ago. And everything is being fucking proven that we were all right. Did you, did you, see, <sighs> did you happen to see that? Well, you, of course you did because I, I think I sent you the video about the uh, new coronavirus guidelines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, don't. You know what? I, 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 we should have a coronavirus <laughs> episode because I said at first that that I was a next, fucking sham. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, like, if you're if you're listening to this podcast still and you're loving what you're hearing, just wait till next week. Next weekend, next week we've got a couple a, of friends coming to, to join us. If right? my buddy joins us, yeah. we are going to go ball. <laughs> and I mean this in the most visceral. <laughs> physical way that you can envision it we're going balls Balls fucking deep deep on conspiracy theories next week yeah it's going to be phenomenal listen this is going to be one of the funniest and (laughs) um most entertaining podcasts i think we've ever done you know what i love about conspiracy theories yeah is the fact that they're proven right more times listen than they're not I think but, the conspiracy the theories time, are batting like 90%. But right at the now. time, you're yeah. always made out to be some fucking lunatic who thinks differently from the norm. But then once the, once, once the crux of it, once the, the important part is over, then it comes out like, no, oh, no, I mean, you guys yeah, are right. Yeah, you guys are right yeah, the whole time. fine. You know. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. And they say it so quietly. I love you. Oh, you know what? You're right. It's you know, and, and you can prove it. Back in the 80s. Everybody was talking about MKUltra. And everybody who said anything about MKUltra was an instantly a fucking idiot. And that's a real thing. That's an real absolute real thing. Fucking yeah. Real thing. fucking thing. Isn't it where the Manson CIA, came from? The CIA was testing a acid. MKUltra guy? There, there's, you can see, you can find it on YouTube. There, there's there's a, an interview on YouTube <laughs> where they took a housewife and fucking dosed her. Oh, God. The whole, and this is what they were doing the whole time was just dosing people with LSD. You know that's the one. That's the one pharmaceutical grade. That I would absolutely. <laughs> it comes out of a lab, processed. Uh, I would absolutely drop acid. I want. I want that to go on the record. I would drop. Anybody wants to drop acid with me? You fucking contact me, and we will fucking do it. God I will do it. it. I'll do it. What were anyway, we, what were we calling this episode again? This is us trying to be canceled. <laughs> I think that's where we're going with this. Cancel us if you dare. <laughs> the thing I learned about canceling, I learned from Dave Dave Chappelle. Uh-oh. If you don't give a fuck, you can't be canceled. Can't be canceled. I think that was like the uh, minute you apologize, you're fucked. I who am I thinking apologize. of? Um, '90s comedian uh-huh. who didn't give a fuck about anything, and um, '90s, yeah. 
God damn it. Why can't I think of his name? It wasn't Eddie Murphy. Maybe it was 2000s. Maybe it's 2000s. Maybe more 2000s. Louis yeah. C.K.? I mean, that's right up there. To be fair, you know, Louis C.K. may have masturbated in front of women, but he didn't touch them. He just no, jerked no, off no, in no, front no. of them. No, he just jerked in front listen, of them. Listen, listen yeah. to me. He just jerked off. He just pulled his dick out and stroked it in front of them. That, that's all that happened. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Sorry for that everybody a, that's still that listening was, to this one, a, by the way. You know what, though? <laughs> you know what, though? He was a funny motherfucker. Oh, he is a funny... What I love about comedy, and I love how now we're on comedy. What I love about comedy, <laughs> we got to talk about something less deep than the, what we've been talking cr- about this know, entire I have to, time. I have it's to killing me. <laughs> the creators of South Park said it the best because there was an episode, and it was the episode that they fired Isaac Hayes as the voice of Chef. Oh God, no! Because they hit on Scientology, and Isaac Hayes said, "No, you can't do that." And they're like, "Look, it's either all funny." Or none or of it is. None of it's funny. Oh, no. You cannot cherry pick comedy. Comedy from a real visceral place comes from conflict. Of course it does. Have it you ever listened to, to a Chappelle show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're right. The of minute, course. The minute you're listening to a comedy show and you can laugh at 90% of what that comic you're, says about you're other just fucking going people, through it. You're going you through it mad, just like the rest of us. You get mad at what he says that affects God. you. You're the asshole, not the comic. You are, of course, not the comic. The, well, number one, the comic's never the asshole. Never, never the asshole. You pay because they're just out here. Listen, you you paid for that fucking ticket, and they're just out here trying to spit life. A good comic is commentary on 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 life. The best comics in the world are the ones that can take the zero to one hundred. Right? They can tell the story of every one, five, ten, twenty, forty. Every number in between, on the scale, and then they hit you with the hundred at the end. The scale and Dave Chappelle is the king the, of that. On the scale of fearless, no one will ever top Dave Chappelle. Never. Now, well, I, lo- I love I, Tom, mean, I love Tom Segura, and I love uh, uh, Nate Bergazzi. He's also really fucking funny. But Chappelle, Chappelle has a way of making you follow his rabbit trail. Then he. Fucks you up on it. <laughs> he will twist it on you in a minute. And he'll be like, gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. That's and it's, right. it's fucking fantastic when he does it. And all that uh, shit that he got for, for that trans joke. No, the best dude. Part, the, the best part about it was his trans friend fucking loved of that joke. Of course she did. Of course she did. It was a did. great joke. Yeah. And that's the problem is that someone's fucking feelings got hurt and their feelings somehow trumped I, everyone else's fucking I, sensibilities. I love how that was a Netflix special. It's and a they great had Netflix special too. It's an amazing Netflix special, but even Netflix had one shot where there were two trans women like fifth row back sitting like this with their arms crossed. But you know what? You know what I love about Netflix? And they were fucking pouting the entire time, and then Netflix showed you know the entire fucking special. And you know what I love about Netflix? And they stood behind they him the stood entire behind time. It. Yeah, of course they did. Because they understand. Yeah. They understand that you have to You know to how be much money that is? <laughs> comedy is subjective. Oh, my God. You cannot be demonstrative. It has Listen, to be subjective. What, one of the reasons that I chose Spotify for this platform to be our, our main platform. Because they don't cancel Rogan? Because they don't cancel Rogan. <laughs> Because they don't cancel Rogan. That's exactly why. Because we can sit here and we can say the things that we believe to be true. And listen, just because we have opinions about things doesn't mean that we're necessarily right in your life. We're full of shit. I am so full of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. 
and and that's whether you that's agree what I always or disagree. Hated about, that's what I hate about Twitter. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna lose followers with this. I hated Twitter before. Yeah, I was on we Twitter. We don't have followers. It's fine. <laughs> I was on Twitter. Right. I have a Twitter account, and dude, I could pull up some of my tweets, and I'm I would get canceled right now for some of the shit that I said. You want to hear my favorite poem? God, I wrote wrote this. I I wrote this as a tweet. Oh yeah, roses are red, violets are blue, poems are hard. Your mom's a whore. Oh, it's great. My mom's dead, by the way. So, well, I mean, it doesn't change anything. So, (laughs) God, oh my God. But but the one thing that I love about Elon Musk Hmm. is that he recognized the fact that free speech is essential. The ability. To say words that piss people off is essential to keeping us in a free world. Of course. Because the minute you censor anything, you've lost the battle. You've already well, you've, lost the you've, war. You've given, you've given up at that point. Exactly. Right? Like you've said. You, you're started to coddle the weak because they can't handle a fucking word. Right. Yeah. And that's what it is. But 100%. 100%. A weak person who can't handle a symbol of, of, of lines that come together to form a fucking English, a word, just sound. And it affect them, affects them so fucking soundly that they just break down over a fucking word. You have, you have a right to believe the things that you believe. Absolutely. You have a right... To say the things that you believe. You do not, you know what you do not have a right to do? You don't have a right to... To tell someone they can't do the two things that you just said. You, you don't have a right to silence anyone. Exactly. Right? And you don't have a right to judge anyone. Censorship in any form. And I mean... Any form. Any form yeah. is tyrannical. Right. Right. It is tyranny on the top fucking tier you, level. You know what's really crazy? Is that me? I mean, true. I, I've had a couple of friends that disagree with our stance on drugs. Big surprise. Somebody is always going to. <laughs> and you know, and that's their. That's I'm, fine. I'm just going to say this out loud. Like, Doesn't change one, my thoughts. One on of it. them <laughs> has. One of them has some pretty real life shit that happened because of drugs with someone else in her life, right? Then she should absolutely agree with us. I I understand where she's at. That's and the that's thing. Fine. That's the that's thing fine. that I say, right? Like yeah, y- you are free to feel the way that you feel about about this certain something subject, that affects you right? in a certain way is not going to and, affect you know, me in the same way. What's really great about her is that she's pro marijuana legalization. You know, she's she's pro most everything that we're a part of. She just had. One bad experience with one certain type of and drug. Of, of course, people. Are, there's and always going to be someone there, there's who has always going to be specific on the right? negative side of whatever Absolutely. the subject is. Now, now, my argument is always like if you take away the social stigma of what these drugs are doing to people, and you're just truthful with people, like this, this is a drug that you will get hooked on. And it will control your life. Well, you said it in the last podcast. Like, like if once you take away the stigma, you allow for safe production. Correct. But not only that, you take away, like I said, 
There is nothing like being a 17-year-old kid and popping the can of a fucking beer. <sighs> nothing will ever top that feeling of rebellion. And I know I'm doing something fucking wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. Because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now. Fuck the system. Pop I'm going to do it. Popping this beer at 48 <laughs> did not feel the same. Nothing. Nah. Once nah. you take away. I can go buy the, that shit all day long. Once it's you fine. take away the naughtiness. Because... Think about, remember when you were a teenager, dude, all you wanted to do was rebel. All you wanted to do was the thing that your parents told you you Listen, can't fucking I used, do. I used to hang out with a dude named Clayton. Come well, on. I already wish you where this is going. <laughs> we used to We used to hang out and go road tripping in a fucking Malibu wagon with warm bush lights in the back. <laughs> you said it right there, warm bush light. That was it. That was that was the kicker right If there, there isn't anything more Iowa than that, I don't know what okay. is. So I grew up in South Carolina, right? Yeah. And you know, the and I I love the fact that it's a, it's a it's a worldwide thing to tap the shoulder. Like, hey dude, want to make 10 bucks? I'm oh my give, I'm god. Gonna, I'm going to give you 20 to go buy me a 12 pack of fucking beer. <laughs> you keep the change. You give me the beer. I but, love it. But you know, the, the best part about all that here, here we are saying I things like I love it when people are buying underagers drink fucking, you beer, know what? You I know? have no fucking problem. I drank beer underage. Fucking I did. For I sure. don't. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what it was? My dad, when I was 15, I got my permit. My dad said, well, if you're responsible enough to have a job, which I did and drive a car and you know what time you, you have an alarm clock, you know what time you need to be everywhere. It's time to teach you how to drink. At 15, my dad said, it's time to teach me how to drink. All I had to do when I got home was toss my mom my keys, and I could get fucking blitzed that night. And my dad would even ask me, like, hey, you need beer? I'll go get beer. Fuck yeah, I need some beer. But the, the fact of the matter is, when it comes to where I do feel liberal, mm-hmm. it's in the fact that Making all drugs legal falls into that personable, personal accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Because if that's your weakness, if you need to escape life that fucking much, I, I, can't, I can't stand in the way of you doing that. And if you kill yourself doing it, that was still your fucking choice. Mm-hmm. You didn't, now, now, if you're taking that opium and you're injecting it into your child... That's a different story. That's altogether. a different thing. That's a different story altogether. If you're, it, it to me, and there, it's the exact same argument as wearing a seatbelt. It's, it's uh, my choice. As I was just, as I was just saying, there is something inherently terrible about doing something like that to someone who is underage. Absolutely. In, no, absolutely. It, it's inherent. It's Kids. it's not social acceptance or anything like that. It's. It's the fiber of the human beings that we are. You know how I feel about seatbelts. Anybody yeah. who's under the age of 18 wears a seatbelt in my car. Sure. Front seat, back seat, I don't care. You're wearing a seatbelt. Now, if you're over the age of 18, don't. I don't care. You're you are an, an adult. adult. You can Make do whatever you want to do. And I'm hoping that, especially if you're my child, that up to that 18th year, I have given you enough information that you can sit here and be like, hmm. Maybe I should put that maybe on. Maybe I do want to wear my seatbelt. Yeah. Or maybe I don't. But that's still a choice you get to fucking yeah. make. And that's my problem is that all these choices are taken away from us and just told you that that's fucking illegal. You can't fucking do that. It's against the law. But why? 
Why is it against the law for why me is, to damage myself? For me to do things for myself? Why, why is that against the law? Why is if there's a victimless crime, oh, am I being charged for that? <laughs> no victim, no uh, crime. All right, so we need to end this podcast. No, I'm in like this. I know this, this, one. Is, this, this is this is a good, good one. one. This is a good one. Okay, so this I feels, know I said this, this feels I like I the kind of the pre-tribute one a I, little bit. I know yeah. I said this last time, but as much as I do love having other people on. This to me, this is what this podcast yeah, is. Yeah, I love having, I love having these conversations you and with me, you. Yeah, just back and forth. Now, I was explaining to someone earlier. I I don't mind having like Haley, someone from a younger age, because there are times when I do want to be challenged. I want to, I I know how I think. And feel I could about go things. for some Gen X questions right now. And, actually, right. yeah. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I do want that younger generation to be like, but comma, how about this? Because you know, because. If you're not growing and being challenged every fucking day, then what are you here for? Listen, one of the things that I've learned in the last few years is that all of the things that the older gentleman used to tell me, for the most part, pretty true. Yeah. Right? Like, they had some real, like, life experience and could say things to me that... I didn't necessarily see in life. I think every generation fine tunes what was handed to them for the next one. You know, but ultimately, ultimately, I can hand you all the information I have. If you're my kid, I can give you all the knowledge and all the wisdom that I have accumulated over the years. But you still have to make the decision on how you're going to act on that. Right. And that's, that's, I trust, and I have never said this before, <laughs> I trust all of my children Me too. to take the information that I've given them yeah, man. and to, to be at least a living, breathing human being. You know, maybe not a good person, maybe not a, a societal person, but, but themselves. And I can't get mad at that. I can't fault that. Of course not. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> Ooh, I can't I can't wait to listen to this one. <laughs> Yo, I listened to uh, all of these like a couple of days later while I'm driving my truck. Yeah. I listened to these. And I listened to these too. Yeah. This one was a fucking good one. Yeah. Well, well, wait, I wait, hope you guys let's have let's enjoyed min- as much let's as do, let's do Minnesota. Oh, hey, this one was a fucking oh, good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hoser. Oh, this was great, eh? <laughs> Fuck you. I can't wait to listen to this one. All right. So um, where do we end this? I don't even know. You know what? Okay. Yeah. I, I would say my normal be kind we bullshit, it, right? We end, like, like, we end it like this. <laughs> we have said this, and this will be the theme to our podcast. Think what you think and live what you live. But make sure that those things are because that's what you are doing. Don't live for anyone else. Live for you. I can't think of any more thing that I would ever want to say to anybody. If, if, if there's one thing that you and I agree on 100% of the time, it's that people should be free to live the life that they wish to live. You know, that's the thing. I just, it's, it's the word freedom. 
it's it's hundred percent. We're yeah. we're given this facsimile of freedom in this country. We're given just enough to yeah. think we're free. But the thing is that the thing that they cannot enslave is your is your mind. Your mind is always free. Just always free. Just take a look outside yourself for just a moment and and understand that for this few years that we get to live <laughs> Such like a short time. This 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 piece of energy, this this humanity that you are is gonna be something that lives on in this universe forever. Because information can't be destroyed. No. Guys. Like and, and just, it, it doesn't matter what you believe or where you think we end up in this life. I just want you to understand that this matters. This matters more than you think it does. Understand that inside you is the only unfettered freedom you will ever have. Yeah. The freedom of your mind to believe and think what you want to believe and think. And don't ever be afraid to do that. No matter if, if people don't agree with you, that's not what matters. What matters is that you believe it and you live it. And if you do that, you're never wrong. You're never fucking wrong. Never wrong. Yeah. You, you Fuck, have to. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We, we I really, could do this all fucking night. We, we really do. Like, uh, I think, I think, song. I think at the end of the day, we both understand what it was like to be a young human being in this world, right? Like yeah. the, the terrors of it and, and just we had... the worries of what's coming next. And I just want you all to understand, like we had if... the singular uh, luck to be born <laughs> in a time where it, it transitioned yeah. from one to the other. And we're writing that we're, we're, we're bridging that transition. You and me, like we're we're that generation that bridges the 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 stoic fucking conservatives from the goddamn free thinking liberals. Like we're the we're the you and me, brother. We're the fucking bridge. Ooh, that's scary. You know the you know the crazy part about that responsibility is that we I have to be tr- we have to be true <laughs> to ourselves. I think at the end of the day, we have to be true to ourselves always. Always, and I cannot stress that. And enough. the only thing that we can ever tell anyone is that you need to be true to yourself as well. And like stupidity of this art, you know, the stupidity of this entire thing is that it sounds so like tree huggery, but God damn it. Just love yourself for once. And everyone, just like the song that's playing behind us, realize that all this energy, all this matter comes from one. We are one. You can't escape that no matter how hard you fucking try. One breath, one word. God, I love you guys. And this is part of the reason I've been on a tool kick for as long as I have been because the so the first I Maynard the first time God. I heard this song was at a concert. And I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, a tool concert is more Unlike spiritual anything you will ever see. It is a spiritual experience. It, is. it really is. It is. I've always had that thing about Tool fans. People who say they don't like Tool are just people who are not willing to open themselves up to Tool. It's it's for everyone. Uh, Neil's 
he's going to be the one that gives me the most shit because I think the first time we met, I was like, ah, you know, I'm not really a Tool fan. It's okay. I'm not really a Gemini <laughs> Syndrome fan, so I think we're even. I like them, but. This song, I think they played number six in their set. Something and like. l- listen, the, the amount of. God, just the connectedness to the people in that stadium, all experiencing that at the same time. Like, I wish God. everyone could have some kind of experience like that where you're in a massive crowd and you just feel that energy that you're giving being reciprocated right back to you. This, these concerts, and I'll be the first one, it's such a transcendental moment. Like, you just, you escape yourself, and you become one with everyone around you. It's it's inescapable. You can't, you cannot go to a Tool concert and be exposed to this and not feel it. It's not listening to music. It's it's really being a part of it. Ah. Oh. Such a good song. God damn. I think we've hit our two drink minimum for the night. So, so. like Nick would say, <laughs> just given any situation, choose kindness first. But don't be afraid. Do not ever be afraid to choose violence. <laughs> just be you, bro. Choose kind first. God damn it. We love you guys. This is Two Drink Minimum. We out this bitch. Night. <laughs>